To ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. <laughs> All right, this is gonna be so good. 95.9 FM, 610, the sports animal. The cream of the crop. And talkabq.com. Turn it up. Turn it up. Happy birthday, America. Fred Slow alongside me, the best producer in all of radio, Mike Vitale. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. How are you guys? Michael, I got you. My headphones weren't working. Like a fire alarm in there. I'm a little blown up. Yeah, guys that I've never seen in so long, it's good to see everybody. I'm a little blown up. I feel like Big Show running the ropes. I'm a little blown up. I'm blown up because I had to go from the elevator to the desk. Because Van's not here. Joining me in the number two seat, star of TV and radio, KOB's very own Brandon Ortega. Good morning, Brandon. Sorry for my tardiness. Got here probably three minutes later than I should have. I You're always, we called it, though. You did. You put it out there in the universe yesterday. I was like, I'm never late. The we in this. So technically today I wasn't late technically, but I literally just sprinted. I could have been here earlier, so I apologize. The we in this conversation is me and star of the opening drive. Yes. Voice of women's Lobos basketball. My best friend right now in this room because you are not. JJ <laughs> Buck. JJ, welcome to the program. I'm, the, I'm the professional showed up five minutes before the show started, so I would do it. I'm a 15 minute. Four guy. minutes early. <laughs> You're supposed to be five minutes early, at least. Gosh. So Brandon will be with us for the entirety of the program. JJ will be with us for the first two hours. Then we will replace him with one Vinny Bonsignor at 10 a.m. Vinny Bonsignor Raiders Radio. The Raiders are my team now. They're not. Jacksonville is my team, but the Raiders are my team. Jacksonville. Yeah. Even though Minshew's, they have the been, three best quarterbacks in the NFL. Is Tebow still with them? Is it the hair? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm as super as Fischl gets. I like good-looking guys on the field, off the field. Brandon, I got you a breakfast burrito, but you will have to wait until the break because you were so monstratively late this morning. I apologize again. Uh, would not have been eating it right now. I was going to wait a little bit. I like to eat at least at 8.30. Or that's just too early for me. What's what's the earliest you guys will eat? Because you, you mean you're always up early, JJ. What's the earliest you're gonna eat? I actually don't eat in the mornings at all. Yeah, it's like a like a twelve and twelve thing. You do like intermittent. Yeah, no, I just way. like when I'm doing the show in the morning, not worried about eating. Just consume about ten to twelve cups of coffee, and I kind of <laughs> you know start... that kind of counts though in my book. That's that's filling. And then coffee. I start usually around eleven thirty noon. Okay, getting into it. J.J. Buck, the star of the morning show here on 610, the sports animal. I think most of the listeners most of the listeners are familiar with you, I would assume. I'd hope. Wouldn't you? Nice. <laughs> it's, been, it's, been, it's been a while. It happens often. Never know. They we, should. They <laughs> should be. They should. Because you're like, you said it last night, we were having dinner last night, and I was like, I was like, hey guys, um, I've loosely been talking to like the uh, American Cancer Society. We're thinking about doing like a little, 
like fundraiser thing. I'd like to get some media and like some, you know, like regionally famous people out. And JJ goes, I'm not in. I'm not famous. I'm not regional. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, JJ, I feel like of this table here, it was like me, you, Brandon Ortega, and Rob Portnoy. I was like, I think you're the most famous one. I, think I don't you, think so. You don't? I think it was just being nice. I'd probably go Rob. What? Over, over JJ? He's the voice of the Lobos. Boy, the voice. Basketball, I'm just a voice. Football, baseball. You are on. It's a big deal. You are on radio in a top 40 media market for 15 hours and a Rob week. Rob was the voice of the Isotopes before then. Um, AJ did Lobo yeah. Men's Soccer. Like, yeah, I don't understand this. I feel like people should know Rob. You remember when JJ oh, killed Lobo's Men's Soccer? Do you remember that? <laughs> he went out of my way to make sure they never played again. He, na- he now calls women's soccer. Also, you didn't mention that. You what? said only women's basketball. Women's what? soccer. I haven't heard softball. of softball. All right. Uh, were, were, you, were you the main for softball? I did the majority. Or in the, yeah, in the rotation. Yeah, at least, yeah. That's my favorite one. Women's. I love women's softball. You're going to call uh, men's rugby football? sometime soon. Can you do that? Can we set you up at the aardvarks? Can you call that? I'm sure I can figure it out. Rugby. I've called a couple of them. It's terrible. It's hard. I don't understand the rules. The players don't have names on their shirts. Do, like, what do you yeah, do? You do have to learn the rules before you call games. The rules are it's, hard. It's, it's so hard you don't end games. up like the dudes that were calling the NCAA women's tournament. Oh, my. Yes. Oh. You don't end up like those guys. Those guys will never live that down with us. It's that was perfect. legendarily bad. Oh, boy. It's over. Did you, uh, did you catch that, Fred? Or catch JJ and Jeff talking about that months ago? Mm-mm, I didn't. Yeah, and, and PK's... When the women's soccer team went to PKs in the first round of the NCAA tournament, PK Subans penalty kicks. Okay, first round. There's what you got to go best of five. Best of five. The first round of it, the other team forgetting Navy. The other team, Navy makes their first PK, and the announcers assumed it was over against Julie the Cat Gaffney, <laughs> <laughs> Emily Johnson. <laughs> nice. Uh, I wonder if she would get that reference. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> um. First round of the PKs, first make kick. it their first round. Yeah, <laughs> they're like it's over. Navy's moving on, and two seconds later, with dead silence, he's like, "Wait a minute, it's <laughs> the, not over." It's not the reaction we we expected. <laughs> not ever, not everyone. Why isn't it everyone else in the crowd thinking the same thing? Oh, it's not over. Yeah, it was bad. Brandon and JJ are joining us because Van is not here. Van is in Flagstaff. I'm not making this up. Normally we just we normally you do like the on assignment. Normally you do the whatever, right? Today, today you're yeah. I'm putting you're, it out. You're there. being real about it. Yeah, he's playing at a cornhole tournament at a golf course in Flagstaff, Arizona, and he thought that was more important than radio. I'm not making this up. That's how Flagstaff party. Yes. What's on the line? Uh, I would assume Flagstaffian pride. Oh. I don't know the family pride. Yeah. <laughs> but he maybe has a title to defend or one to win back. It's either revenge or like defense, and I don't know which. No keys e- to the city. No. Either way, uh Van's awesome daughter Kaya will not be impressed. No. She started way. babysitting Julian recently. So you, all right, so for the li- the listeners familiar with Van, but the listeners not familiar with Van's adult child. So you are saying you trust someone similar to Van to watch your child? Because the listener cannot believe this right now. Van will tell you this. He'll be the first to admit this. Kaya is just from the little I've been around her, and I haven't been around her even all that much, but the little I've been around her, she's the best version of what Van could have been at that age. That's a really good point. She's so smart. She's 
very driven at her age, already knows what she wants to do with her careers, because she's got multiple ideas, from what I understand. One, one main one. Anyway, she started watching Julian, and she referred to Van as Van Jr.? Yes. <laughs> I was like, what? You're talking about your dad? You call him Van Jr.? She's like, well, he's Van Jr. I like to tease him. So she, no matter what Van does in this cornhole tournament, he's just going to be Van Jr. to his daughter. Forever, ever. And then I will be out. I'll do more to impress her. I'll be out next week, and Brandon will be sitting in again. Oh, I am? Yes. No, I'm not. I'm in Dominican Republic. Oh, shoot. We'll have to figure out if JJ's available. It's like a remote. <laughs> but Van will be returning. It's a 4th of July weekend, boys, which we're very excited about yeah. because it's my favorite holiday. It's mine, too. Okay. 100%. JJ, favorite holiday? I cannot say it's my favorite. Oh gosh, that's classic. Is it like top three, top five? Well, there's not that many holidays, so. Well, there's more than five, but still, there's not that many great holidays where like Fourth of July should be below top five. I think it should be higher on my list because we don't get very many summer holidays, so I might have to reassess this. But right now, it's not. The way you live your life, the whole summer is a holiday. You don't feel that way. Yeah. You don't feel that way at all. I was I, just, yeah. Hey, I was just looking it up to be sure because you were talking about penalty kicks. Uh, Sandia Sport or Sandia the Casinos put up a new sports bar, right? Like yesterday or the day before. Cool. I don't know if you guys have seen this yet. So my, I'm going to go. I love sports bars. I love gambling. I love all that stuff. Is there but, a new sports book there too? Oh, I believe. Be. No, I think it's just. Be getting there. Well, I think there's a book already, but now there's the bar. Got it. Okay. So. I don't know. You guys ever put any? You ever put any dollars on a game? You ever put any? No, never. Not my thing. Never. Yeah. JJ, you never. You ever put a little? Fantasy footballs, as far as I go. I have. Yeah, I've I put a little bit of money on a thing one time. So in 2011, I was in Vegas. So this would have been 10 years ago, right? I was in Vegas and I was um, enjoying my time there, and I had on the roulette game. I had won one thousand dollars, fellas. I had one thousand dollars in my hand that I did not have before I started the trip. What did you bet to get that? Uh, I hit like a, I hit like a black, and I hit like a lower third. Right. So I hit like sixty six percent on like uh, a whatever. It don't matter. So, anyways, I have one thousand dollars in my palm. So I go over to the sports book at the Bellagio, and I say, "What's Ask the?" You. Yeah, I say, "What's the next game?" And they're like, "Women's World Cup Soccer, USA versus Japan." I said, "Well," <laughs> I, said, I said, "I actually have final? some. I got some play money." Are you talking about the World Cup final? Yes. Nice. So I say, here's my play money. What here's a game to bet for you. Well, and here's the thing. I knew nothing of women's soccer. Right. I was- I, I was definitely a, assumed that. Yes. A world of ignorance. Outside of, like, like the ones you should know, Mia Hamm, like, and Brandy Chastain, I knew no one. Yeah, you're a bit behind the curve. Yeah, I knew no one. Still talking about Mia Hamm. <laughs> Did you hear Brandy Chastain? <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, so JJ, I, I, say, I say I would like to put this $1,000 that I just, this play money, I have this Monopoly money. Uh, right, I'd yeah. like to put on USA to win on penalty kicks. That was my bet. Oh, man, you had to say penalty kicks. Because okay. they make you pick. They're like, they're, like, uh, they're like, do they win it in time or extra time or penalty kicks or whatever? I'm like, okay, penalty kicks, I'm in. So I put my $1,000 on it. And I'm watching this Old game. strategy. I had no clue, but I also had a lot of courage, the liquid version. So as I was placing this, I watched at the Bellagio. Have you been? Have you been to the Bellagio? It's I think so. Okay, so the TVs are as big as the side of of Cumulus's building here. So as I'm watching the game, um, the game goes to to extra time, cool, and then it goes to penalty kicks, and it's me and like oh, conservatively, 
couple hundred people at the Bellagio watching at the same time. Half of them, though, of Oriental descent. So it's like the most split crowd you've ever like been a part of, right? So And by the way, Japan, spoiler alert to the 2011 Women's World Cup Final, Japan wins in penalty kicks, 3-1. And my body just like melted like with the excite- the highs of like scoring and the lows of losing. Anyway, so putting a little bit of dollars on it in penalty kicks is like one of my favorite sports stories because like I would not have watched one second of that. I, wa- I, I breathed every pass. And, yeah. Yeah, so anyways, that's it. Put some money on something, Brandon. Play... Put a couple bucks on a game. I'm not putting a thousand dollars. Well, no, but it was play anything. money. It was play money. I, I know. See, like that's my thing. If I ever do go to Las Vegas and play like some slots or some blackjack, if I get up a thousand, I'm done. I'm not like that. I I wouldn't do what you did, even if it's the play money. Yeah, I'm so tight about it. Like if I get up a certain amount, I'm out because that's just how I do it. I think I left on the day like up one dollar. Hey. And I was like, okay, That's this is a good up. thing. <laughs> That's still up. Not so bad. Uh, we got a fun one today. We're going to hit on all the topics that are important to hit on, uh, specifically all the sports ones we're going to get before JJ Joe goes because he's an expert. Uh, we're going to do the NBA. The MLB All-Star teams were announced. We're going to do uh, college athletes uh, likeness. I'm going to need an explanation on how this thing works, fellas. Obviously, we're going to talk about uh, my favorite thing in baseball, which is uh, home runs. The NHL sucks. I know that's not a hot take, but we'll hit on that one for sure. The Olympics, the NFL, and then finally Scottie Pippen. I thought you did an outstanding job earlier this week, JJ, talking about Scottie Pippen, so let's do that as soon as we get back. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Opinion Coffee, and when we're on the road, we're on the Robo Chisholm Trail RV. When we're having a drink, we're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots, and we're playing again with the I-9 Sports. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The... We're back on the program. We're settled in. You got an all-star lineup in there. Wow. Speaking of the all-star, Brandon, who's your favorite MLB all-star this year? Um, I'm not going to say Tatis because he's been beating up on my Doyers a little bit. So, Otani? I'll go Otani. Oh, God, I love him so much. Yeah. JJ, why do you like baseball least, and why are you going to avoid the all-star game? <laughs> <laughs> I think baseball just can't get out of their own way. You do hate baseball. I hate baseball this year because the Rockies ruined it for me. And I'm not expecting you to be great every year, but you can't trade your best player and give a team $50 million and get like a gobstopper back. Or Austin Gom- Gomber or whatever his name is. I mean, Gomber can play a little bit. I know I'm from St. Louis and the biggest St. Louis Cardinals fan on the face of the planet. But I'm a much bigger fan now that Nolan Arenado plays third base every day for my Yes, <laughs> it's outrageous. That didn't hurt. So you, you trade your franchise <laughs> player, and a couple months later, the organization's like, you know what, we're going to fire this general yeah. manager that just did all this. And then when the, Car- when the Cardinals returned to, or excuse me, when the Cardinals went to Colorado this past Wednesday for the first time since Nolan Arenado had been traded, he gets a standing ovation. As he should. Yes. It, was, it, was, yes. it wasn't an, an Arenado issue. That was the Rockies being stupid. I think Nolan Arenado is the best thing on the entire planet as far as baseball goes. No, that's Otani. Is it? Yeah. 30 days. Well, how do people know? They're never on TV, never on regional. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have been lately, and everyone's talking about him. Everyone in every but nobody sport, can it seems. see him. Don't you think? I never that... see him on your highlight packages, yeah. Brandon. Yeah, what's up with that? Uh, are you kidding me? He leads the league in home runs and. <laughs> He's 
a great pitcher. I, Everyone likes to compare things to Babe Ruth. Like first thing since Babe Ruth. Well, be, at well, some well, point in time, well, because of what he's doing. Yeah, because yeah, he's pitching well, and he's hitting home runs. And other yeah. things. Like, it's always, yeah. oh, Babe, first person to do this since Babe Ruth. Like, right. this is the actual Babe Ruth mm-hmm. of baseball. Yeah, that's a really like, good what point. What he's doing is pitching and hitting. We, we always get into it during the week. Like, Jeff's yeah. thing is, like, he doesn't understand why pitchers can't hit. <laughs> like, even just, like, average. It's like, it's part of your job if you're Why not aren't you better? <laughs> so... It's gotten to a point where it just became accepted. Like, if you pitch, you, you suck at hitting. Yes, You're I not agree. going to be good. So what Shohei Otani is doing, and he's not just like a get-by, you know, I'll, I'll get you three innings, cool story back in the rotation. Like, he's a legitimate right. ace pitcher that is your best hitter in the lineup. It's unbelievable. There's been arguments saying, people saying, if he was full-time pitching, not hitting, not playing every day at some capacity, that he could be the best pitcher. In baseball, which is crazy, he's not far off from, and he's, from that. Right, pace now, right now, he's not that yeah. far off. It's crazy. Shohei Otani, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Text the program today five zero five two four six zero six ten. I got the texter up. We're gonna have fun with it this morning. What's our text topic today? I always go with the same thing on the Fourth of July. How are you spending it? Text the program. Let me know. You can spend it with friends. You're gonna spend it with family. What sides are you gonna have? Favorite thing to blow up. Do you have a varsity? Yeah. Is that that would be a varsity? What favorite things to blow up? All right, deal. Today's varsity. Uh, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> then we're then we're kind of endorsing people blow stuff up. Well, it makes sense because I was blown up you running from the elevator this morning when you were late for the program. So don't you go to the gym every day? Yes. Don't I have long hauler effects from COVID nineteen pneumonia and my entire life is a struggle? And that, I don't talk uh, about it in my public persona, but you know this personally because we're very good expire. friends. That's a legitimate. Thing to, to talk about. I have lung damage, JJ. Lung damage. Sorry for laughing, but <laughs> the way you say it's it. Makes a global laugh. pandemic, but I'm the way you say it makes me laugh. I'm sorry. It's not the thing you're saying; it's how you're saying it's it. It's how you say it. Speaking of, he's like Will Ferrell. Anything Will Ferrell says, who is like you that? You can't almost you can't almost help but laugh, no matter what he's talking about. Are you talking about me? Yeah, you have I, you have oh, a Will Ferrell no. aura about you. I'm much more of a Leslie Nielsen. Like I can say the funniest thing in the straightest way, and that to me is no. a good joke. No, no, Will Ferrell, you're dumb. It's not nice. I take it back. <laughs> the entire American League team is three teams. You either have to be a Blue Jay or a yeah. Red Sox <laughs> or an Angel. There's no one else. Who would have guessed in the NL? The Reds oh, Dodgers, would have no the Brewers. most all-star starters. Padres. The Reds. Yeah, but it's only two. Who's Jesse Wink- Winker? So he can hit. He rakes. Um, he's fast as all get up. Yeah. Speedster. Yeah. And he's like super favorited in the Midwest because he's like a scrappy, undersized white outfielder. Like he's got a great motor. Yeah, great clubhouse guy. <laughs> like David Eckstein. Yeah, he's literally David Eckstein. All right. Yeah, you got me. Jesse, like Shohei Otani is the next Bay Roof. Je- Jesse Winker is the next David Eckstein. Okay. <laughs> Who would you rather be? <laughs> right now, <laughs> the next Bay Roof. Hey, to be next f- David Eckstein. To be fair, how many All Star games Eckstein make? I don't know, zero? How many World Series yeah. MVPs? So, so Wink, Winker's already above that. 
I really don't know any Eckstein stats the same way I don't know any Scott Spezio stats. Former Cardinal? Yes, absolutely. David Eckstein? Yeah, former World Series champion. Yeah. Comes up about nipple high. He's a little dude. I've met him. Yeah? Yeah. Do you have to look up to him? About, no. No. (laughs) No, I met him uh, my senior year of college. Got to tour Dodger Stadium as a member of the college media. It was college media night at Dodger Stadium. Two-time All-Star. Yeah, and he was oh, okay. He was just kind of he was three-time All-Star. That two, makes uh, a lot of sense. Well, I mean, Jay just said two, it. but yeah. Um yeah, and he was walking by and our professor was like, "David, would you mind talking with our students real quick? We're on a student tour right now." It couldn't have been nicer. He stopped and chatted with us for at least 10 minutes before he did his uh, batting practice. What a good pinch hitter. Just stepping in there like that, coming in clutch. Yeah, he was one of those guys. Yeah. He also was one of those guys that crow hopped from short whenever he threw it to first. Hmm. He was so little. See, you know, you know a lot more about David Eckstein than you were putting out there. I know he wouldn't do very well in this home run derby. It's going to have a ton of fire in it. This is, yeah. How many times have you seen an all-star that we're gonna, I'm had it. a season where he hit two home runs? David Eckstein? Yeah. <laughs> 2006. 2006 All-Star. Finished season with two home runs. Won the ship that year. Well, that just shows that... Defense wins. That uh, you don't have to hit homers <laughs> <laughs> to make the All-Star game. You know, he did, everyone's criteria. Yeah, he did a lot of the little things. You know, he hit it the opposite way. Yeah. Put the ball in play. Remember when bunting was a thing? That was David Eckstein. Hey, that's true. There's an appreciation Bu- for people that do stuff. Bunting dot... And homers. Yeah. Bunting died in 2015. After the Royals won the World Series, and they were like, what's this American League team doing? Moving runners over and hitting in clutch positions and trading outs for runs and and literally putting J.J. to sleep as he watches baseball. <laughs> literally, they gave up. There's not homers flying at course. Swing field. away. Yeah. Swing Absolutely away. swing away. Yeah. You can give me the entire World Series winning lineup of the Kansas City Royals from 2015, which I think had Salvador Perez on it. Yeah. Or you can give me one Pete Alonso, and that's who I'm going to take every time. Hmm. So who do you guys got in the Derby? Don't be dumb. Oh, I feel like Otani would be too easy of a pick. Yeah, because it's the hometown hero, Trevor Story. Yeah, Trevor definitely is a favorite for me. Yeah, he's top two or three just because that's his That's his, uh, that's his digs. There, there's something to be said, too, about – how many people can you get into Coors easily? 40? 40,000? Yes. Yeah. So there'll be 40,000 people there, all cheering for Trevor Story. First time ever trailing for a Rocky this season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the last time I saw 40,000 people at Coors Field cheering for one player, it's when Matt Holiday made his return against the Cardinals. And I'm not even joking. So what was that, three years ago? Because he had played that rehab here in Albuquerque. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. And then and I went up because the Cardinals were at say, the Rockies. I want to say two years ago. All right, season, maybe. Season before the pandemic. Hard, maybe. I think it was three because today is the two-year anniversary of the radio show. Okay. And I wasn't on radio yet. All right. So I could go out of town. Fair enough. And long story short, Rockies often get outmatched with their fan base. Like when someone else comes to town, like when the, the Cardinals are there right now, right? There'll be more red in the stands. There'll be purple. Mm-hmm. But not at this home run derby. Trevor Story's gonna he's gonna get celebrated. Okay, Otani. There's some open Ulrich. spots. 
Is Vlad Guerrero Jr. in it? Again? He will be, don't you think? Is he- if I'm putting money on underdog, I'm going okay. Trey Mancini. Okay. Fantastic story. I don't know much about him. Missed the entire 2020 season with stage 3 colon cancer. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. That is unbelievable. That's not like one you bounce back from easy. No. No. <laughs> no. I mean, no form of cancer, I feel like, is easy to, let alone that one. Which is why we're going to play in this cornhole tournament. Absolutely. That's, you made it happen. I really didn't know that. Oh, my gosh. At 28? That's baby stuff. Mm-hmm. 28? You're a baby. JJ, how old are you? Mm. 32. That's baby. You're the youngest guy I know. This guy's way younger than that. You're the youngest guy I know. <laughs> Having a lot of fun talking baseball. We're going to take a more serious tone here in a moment. We're going to talk Scotty Pippen. I actually don't have a ton of jokes on this one. I'm just kind of weirded out by it. JJ Buck is with us. Brandon Ortega with us. Did you say you booked a guest today? Joe Trop. Not John Trop. Joe, I, exa- I was going to make sure. Not general manager. You wrote, you wrote down Joe, not John, because that is easy to get wrong. The general manager of the Albuquerque Isotopes is one John Trop. John Trop. Who's joined the program many times. Friend of the show, friend of mine in real life. Legendary guest. But you're saying Joe Trop. Joe Trop, his son, who now works in media relations. I love this. Who is going to be fantastic. Yes. I've never met him, so this is an exciting thing. Lots of play-by-play announcing experience, and now he's in the media relations realm with the Isotopes and doing a great job. I love that you were bringing... He's at 9.30. I love that John Traub is bringing Joe Traub right now during the Olympics, because this seems like a passing of the torch. In some way, yeah, in some way. But uh, Joe's kind of edging his own path right now. I'm excited to introduce him at least to our listener base, because he's never been on the program. Friends of the show, yeah. reach out. I got to text him. Yeah, see if he's done radio out here yet. I don't. Not with I. JJ, maybe. have you met? Have you met Joe? In passing at yeah. the stadium. Yeah, I've not met him. I'm very excited. Text the program Graphic Connection Hotline five zero five two four six zero six ten. We're taking calls today. If you want to talk to JJ, you're gonna have to do it before ten a.m. No, Jeff, to cut you off today. It's all like if you ask for JJ, me and Brandon will turn off the microphones, <laughs> walk out of the room. Yeah, you will have an intimate moment with he. Nice. When we get back, Scotty Pippen talk. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots, and we're playing again with I-9 Sports. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. the texter. Tell us how you're spending your 4th of July weekend. Tomorrow, I am helping the New Mexico games uh, at the fireworks down at Balloon Fiesta Park. Yes. Yeah, so we're doing the New Mexico games uh, alongside the Kiwanis has volunteered to help park you. Not like we're not going to get into your car and park it, but we're doing the, oh, what are those called? Like airplane things? The lightsabers. Yeah, the lightsabers. <laughs> cool. So we're doing the lightsabers, and then I'm going to enjoy the fireworks. Air traffic, no, well, not air traffic control, but, yeah, on the ground control. If yeah. I get an extra tip, will you park my car? Yes. Okay. That, yeah, that's it, For oh. a donation to- Donation. Yeah, Correct. the New Mexico yeah. games are Kiwanis. Donation-based valet. That's what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. That would be a tough one, though. Like, how would you- yeah, I guess okay. you could get it back easily. 
I'll figure it out. <laughs> the girlfriend's going to meet me down there after she gets off the work. It's going to be a real romantic little evening. Well, so, yeah, what's on the schedule for that? It, well, right, so I'm going to obviously I'm going to watch the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I don't know if you see, guys I, see. Yeah, I didn't even know that was happening. Wow. Are you familiar with America? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you made it sound like there's going to be a hot dog eating contest there. Oh, no. I You're talking about on TV. Yeah. Yeah. That's different. <laughs> it's way different. It's not. It's not big Joey Chestnut, Mark. As much as I love Joey Chestnut. Fourth of July for hot dog, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. That's like the Super Bowl of hot dog eating contests, correct? I think all eating contests, correct? That's what I'm saying. It's the Super Bowl of them all. JJ, you right? consume I'm asking. a lot of food. I do. Yeah. Is there one that you think you could compete with? Like a food, a specific food that you can eat enough of? Yes. Where you're like, I'm in the mix. I don't know if I have that. Mm. You know, I surprisingly think I could compete in ice cream. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now my head would freeze off. Yeah. I'm feeling that way about like, donuts actually, lately. Like, eat. Like, cause I, I don't know if like adult chicken nuggets, aka boneless wings. Ooh. You, you been a Cracker Bro? Because then <laughs> I could down a lot of those. I saw coworkers <laughs> uh, at KOB have a chicken nugget eating contest. Yeah, it was gross. Wendy's? <laughs> I think they tried to put away a 50-piece each. It was so gross. How about a deep-dish pizza contest? Pizza? I yeah. I, won, do it. I won four when I was in Love college. You won four? Yeah, I won four. Michael. Well, you were hungry. You are in college. Did you take a meat out or anything before? That's no, a I lot just, of dairy. You know, that's a lot because it's yes. Chicago-style. Yeah, did. plus the deep-dish, dude. So yeah. lasagna. But yeah, that's like a casserole of yeah. pizza. That's not even like a pizza. That's That's man's pizza. I don't like that. I don't like that you just told me that. I am not a big deep dish guy, though, I will say. I am not either. Yeah. There's too much going on there. I just prefer uh, hand-tossed. That's my that's my jam for pizza. JJ, didn't we have a, a, a contest with uh, some burger place? Oh, here? I did the Fuddruckers. <laughs> I did, too, and didn't make it. Five-pound burger challenge? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. Really? They used to, to do that. <laughs> the grill's got that. Off San Mateo, love the grill on San oh, Mateo. Have you seen that their pizza they have? It's like, or sorry, a burger. It's like a pizza burger. It was so big, insane. I ate a pound of fries. <laughs> oh wow! I that's where they get you. It was fries. the bun that got me. Okay, I ate the entire patty, which was like three pounds. Wow, a pound of fries, and I I couldn't get through the bun. How about for varsity? What's your favorite thing to scarf? All right, I'm into that on Fourth of July. How about going to Amarillo? I tried that years ago. That ninety six ouncer? I tried it. I've just again no. they gave you tons of French fries if I remember. Yeah, <laughs> that's not fair. I've Burger com- itself's already a lot. Why are you gonna throw the fries in? I competed in one like competitive eating thing. It was a taco one. Really? It was like uh, whatever, like ten tacos in two minutes or something. Uh-huh. I, whatever. So, anyways, I was getting blown out of the water by this guy, literally whose name was the garbage disposal. Okay. And so in the middle of the thing, I was like, well, if I can't win, I'm going to steal the show. David versus Goliath. Yeah. So I start juggling tacos and then like trying to take a bite out of the tacos. <laughs> have I'm, you seen him juggle? He's a very good juggler. Very good. Oh. It's embarrassing. <laughs> and he's so <laughs> humble about it also. Stuff. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> I'm an entertainer, JJ. <laughs> Not a lot of content here, but so anyways. It's a great party trick. So it's this Memorial Day 
taco eating thing at like the homecoming thing or whatever. So anyways, the front of the paper the next day, instead of the guy that won the taco eating contest, it's it's me juggling <laughs> Ew, tacos. Yeah. I'm like, who's the winner here? Garbage disposal. By the way, he was a very nice guy. Back home in his mom's basement, like, dang it. He's actually, I, we should call him. He, he's he got this like YouTube following. Like These competitive eaters What's his name? are super famous. They, um, I don't know, they do super well. Like, garbage disposal. This YouTube world we live in, man. You can make some money. Yeah. I'm pulling it up right now. Which we'll talk about more with the NIL. Brandon Clark, the yeah. garbage disposal. Name's Brandon. It's off to a good start. He's got a good logo. Nice. It's, it's him with his mouth open and a tornado of food. So how much does Joey test, uh, Chestnut, how does... How, how much does he win? Like, uh, if we oh. hot dog eating contest. I'm gonna look that up right now. What's admiration worth? Seventy thousand, I think, was one number I had heard. For one event, because that's good work. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's literally a thousand dollars per hot dog. Wait, so how much does he does he win? Vital just said seventy k for one event. <clears throat> yeah, because seventy one hot dogs. Well, seventy four was what he ate in two thousand eighteen. Yeah. So, yeah, roughly a 1,000, a hot dog. Yeah. It's a good ratio. The thi- Okay. If no. you're Nathan's... I'm surprised the amount's not bigger. Of hot dogs? Trying, trying so to... they changed it. It was like Just a 15-minute thing, and now it's a 10-minute thing or something? Or yeah. 12 to 10? No, I'm saying like the winning prize. Though, I, I'm surprised it's not bigger. Like, it's on ESPN. Like, we, he's got, there's TV money in there. He should be... The, the prize should be more. Well, I mean, he can sell his likeness. Yeah, he's got endorsements. Has to. You know Nathan's, like, pays out. You know they do. They're good hot dogs. Yeah. They're in the, yeah, they're in the mix. They're, they're pretty good. How does Joey Chestnut have, like, not have, like, a sweat brand? That's a really good question. Like, yeah, he should have, like, a microfiber, like, towel or something. Sure my waist expands. You sure he does I wear. No, I'm not sure of that. He's got to have some good endorsements. He's been doing this for a long time now. Also, as a competitive eater, if your last name is Chestnut, like there's a right. lot of opportunity there for sponsorship. Yeah, he's got a good marketable name. He's also like a unique looking guy. Is he? Yeah, he like looks kind of weird. And by like weird in a cool way, like I'm not trying to be like, he's not like Trey Young weird looking. Yeah, okay. Pulled up his picture to refresh my memory. A little bit. Just like weird enough, like a Danny Trejo. Like, he just looks like weird enough. Danny Trejo? That's like a weird looking dude. Trejo, I would say, he's got like an intimidating presence about him. I wouldn't say that about Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut is about as intimidating as David Eckstein. Yes. Yeah. Much better analogy. Much, much better comparison. JJ, would you go to that? Would like, if I were to be like, hey, big dog, I got tickets. We're going to Coney Island. Is that a thing you'd be about? No. <laughs> Are we talking front row? Are we talking like we're going to see it? JJ hates baseball and hot dog eating contests and the 4th of July. I've just learned all three things. I today. think it would be fun to watch for about 10 Am I seconds. I'm getting outed as un-American this weekend. Is that what's happening? <laughs> not patriotic enough. <laughs> no, I really, though. I feel like it would be briefly entertaining, and then it would get boring, I feel like. I just, it's emceed really well. Mm. The crowd interaction is really good. Is there a hype man throughout the whole thing? 
the best in the business. I don't have his name in front of me. I'll get it right now. We got like a like one of those like N one basketball. That's literally what it is. Nonstop PA announcer guys. Yeah, do, going After. going crazy the whole time. So I got it right here. It, yeah, that's something that would require a he, constant hype man. And I apologize for not knowing his name. I feel like I should. I'm pulling it up. George Shea. And he's like iconic. He wears like a like a like a suit, well, like a sports Uncle jacket. Sam. Yeah, he's got like a what is that? Like a like a wicker hat with like a like a ribbon. He's he's got like an iconic look. Mm. He's and he's like he's in all types of entertainment. He's like a weird owl kind of thing. Where like he raps and he sings Ooh. and he does like crowd interaction Respect. and nice. yeah, there's a ton of talent there. Still not sounding entertaining to me, but that's cool. That part of the world is hot on July too. I wonder if people in the crowd are throwing up watching that. Like it would, it, that could gross people out watching people pig out that way. I wonder if people in the crowd. No, that would not. Why would that gross people out? There's people get grossed out by. Some people can get grossed out by like the tamest of things, and throwing down seventy-one hot dogs that could that could gross people out for sure. Right, not know what you're signing up for. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what are I, like, oh, like they're eating you, hot dogs? This should be, it's yeah, like when I, you go to see Gallagher. See, like, yeah, I wish I could go. I wish I could go to this event just to see what kind of crowd we got. If we got like hardcore fans, or if we just got like random people that were given free tickets that have never been to this. I'm more interested in the crowd. I can't imagine the actual, they charge a ton to get into this thing. I don't know. It's, it's very popular now. There might there might be some like. Scalpable tickets. That's that can't be a real thing. We're talking about it in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah, because yeah, we're part of it's the, a it's a deal. It's a big deal. I don't know. Let's look it up. It's on ESPN. You, saw, you called it. I promise, Scotty Pippen. When we get back, Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection. Call five zero five two four six zero six. 10 we're having a drink we're doing it downtown at Bourbon and boots and we're playing again with i9 sports 95.9 fm am 610 the sports animal back on the program van's not here today so we decided to do a sports show <laughs> brought in jj buck <laughs> have we <laughs> talk major league baseball for that's true some of that's some true. minutes and I feel like if you keep score, that's a sport. So I feel like competitive eating. Yeah. I got turned on to this Pippin story earlier this week listening to you, JJ. I didn't read the GQ article. Did either of you read it? I mean, I've read it now. I didn't read it originally. So Pippin puts out this GQ article, which, by the way, you can get GQ for like a dollar a year now. So apparently magazines are all dead. I had no clue. So Scotty Pippin who I'm just going to refer to as Pippin moving forward because everyone should know who that is. He's pushing like a new book, and he's pushing... Bourbon. Bourbon. Okay. Which, by the way, more power to you. More power to you. So he went on GQ, and he's like, hey, I'm going to talk about some stuff. I'm going to put some stuff out there. And I, if you were to get in, go to GQ and be like, hey, LeBron is better than Michael. Okay. You've turned enough heads. I'm paying attention to you now. That alone. Yeah, I will try your bourbon. 
<laughs> he got he got you hooked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure to be a hard number two to whatever bourbon Michael Jordan creates, but I'm sure to be good. Nice. Jumpman bourbon. Is that a real thing? It should be. I'll try it. If you do the bottle correctly, when you tipped it back, it could be like he's dunking into your mouth. That's weird. Oh, it's clever, though. Marketing genius. Tell that to Joe Traub. Put that on the list. Okay. So anyways, he doesn't say it, in my opinion, in the GQ article, but he um, he leans towards it. But he's talking about, and you guys saw The Last Dance, because there was nothing else going on in the world at the time it came out. Right. So in The Last Dance, they kind of spotlight how Phil Jackson was like, hey, Tony Kukoc is going to hit a game winner, and we're going to use you as a decoy. And uh, you may have forgotten Scottie Pippen, but this is a team game. So Scotty, he kind of eludes JJ in this article. So he went on Dan Patrick earlier this week. I'm not going to play the audio because it's been out for a couple days. And if you're a sports fan, you're familiar with it. But he said, Dan Patrick says, and I'm paraphrasing, you think Phil Jackson's racist? Because he wanted wanted Tony. Because of what? You wanted Tony Kukoc to shoot? Well, no, Scotty Pippen threw it out there. He did throw it it out there. That it was racial. It wasn't, yeah, like that Dan Patrick brought it up without Pippen saying something. I think he was asking for clarification, though. That's my vibe on Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick gave him... Yes. I thought Dan Patrick handled this situation so well. Because he asked him clear questions. He gave him plenty of opportunities to clarify himself. right. And ultimately came down to... Double down. Scotty Pippen. Pippen then back down. Calling Phil Jackson a racist. Right. Just called him a racist. Right. Anyone ever... I've never heard anyone call Phil Jackson a racist. Maybe he is. And to me, there wasn't enough there. You were upset... About not getting a last second shot one time in that moment. That I get. I get that upset heat. about that. Yes. I, I don't see how in this case you equate that to well, of course he leaned on the white guy in this situation. Who was the the, the guy that won the six championships? <laughs> like leading that team then. <laughs> like <sighs> I want to put it out there just to be insanely clear. Scotty Pippen did just have a traumatic loss in his life. Six months? Has it been six months? April. April. So not even. Yeah. Lost his child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the grieving process, everyone does it different, and I'm I'm not trying to give a pass, but I'm just I'm recognizing it in this moment. It's one where Scottie Pippen looks so overwhelmed. Yes. Initially, people are like, oh, he must be just enjoying his new product too much, but I think it's he's definitely has. It looks like. From the outside, he still struggles with his role in his professional career, and, and which you're never going to be Jordan, but people don't put you like you're not in that Ku coach category. You're not in that no. category. He gets so much more credit right. than most other number twos. He was recognized as a top fifty, 50 player time player in the game. Thirty, yeah. but to be fair, to be fair, that's to be fair. Thank you, Michael. I said it too. <laughs> That was 25, what was that, 95 they put that thing out? 96 or whatever? Um, no, that was later. That no, was like late, late 90s. 90s uh, no, I would say 2000. Right, 2000. So, okay, so 20 years. 2000s. Let's just conservatively say 20 years. 20 years ago, conservatively. He ain't top 50 no more. Mm, Not in anymore. The, in the last 20 years, he wherever he was on that list, he'd been bumped. Well, I mean, look, I don't know how high we ranked him back then. Um, but in that era, it showed that people respected what I he agree. did. I agree. Right. Yeah. Right. On well, the championship yeah. teams. Hall of Famer. But he looks, time champ. Yeah, he, he looks like someone that's overwhelmed in life. And it's it's not to like it 
as you just mentioned, Fred, like that's not a free pass to call someone a racist, but it still looks like Pippen's not in a good place. You know, I feel like it's something he has believed and felt for a long time. That I agree and with. For whatever reason, <laughs> he decided to say it live on the radio, to on one of the biggest radio shows in the game. And here's what I was thinking about after I watched that. He was a analyst for Rachel Nichols' show for several years. Yeah. I don't remember him saying anything remotely, no. you know, outlandish or anything like that on that show. He was always very calm and collected and borderline dull. His voice, He's got a very smooth talking voice. It doesn't really get all that excited about stuff he he does have like uh, a front porch sitting voice he's like a southern like arkansas yeah like yeah. sipping sweet tea hanging out hanging on the porch uh 50 greatest players in nba history october 29th 1996 so that came out in 96 okay yeah. celebrated in 97 at the all-star game only three players did not appear from that list one was pete maravich who passed away right after that so the part that's frustrating to me is to try to like do like the revision of it because with the last dance documentary, Michael retold that entire story from Michael's perspective. And there are kids, young bloods, not me, not JJ, probably you, Brandon, who don't know the bulls the way that they should know the bulls. And they've only been now learned the bulls through like the Michael Jordan rose colored glasses. And Scotty Pippen is like, you may forget it wasn't Jordan's Bulls; it was Jordan and Pippen. And I'm like, I was, I I came up watching it. Like I'm of that age. Vital came up, well, not coming up, but Vital watched every Bulls game for like eight years in a row, and he wasn't even a Bulls fan. But that's like how much of an impact this team had. And Scottie Pippen is like lover scorn. That's my vibe. And you can't take like his arms aren't long enough to box with God, which is Michael Jordan, but his arms are long enough to box with Phil Jackson, and that's where I think he's going with this. What not? No. Well, look, Pippen's even within that interview said some stuff about MJ that wasn't positive. Said called him selfish. Yeah, for pursuing baseball, uh, saying that Mike MJ thought he could do everything on his own. Um, th- that interview he threw he threw up quite a few jabs at several people. Just the biggest one being at Phil Jackson about him saying it was a racial. Uh, it had racial factors. Tony Kukoc being selected to take that last second shot in one game. It was I know now it was a playoff game. It was a big moment. Ninety four versus the Knicks, and uh, Pippen wanted it because he wanted to be the guy. He sat out. He sat out. He was like, "I'm not shooting. I'm sitting." Um, the ego on him is definitely underestimated. He's got a, he's got a big ego. JJ, help me out. Ninety three is that Bill Paxton? Is that your? Is it Paxton? Is that when he hit that shot? And then 98, Steve Kerr hits that other one. Okay. Right. What do all three of these guys have in common? They all white guys. Like, I'm just saying. I don't know if I don't know if there's enough to stand on. That's my I vibe. don't think so. Yeah, I'm with JJ. I don't think there's enough there. Because he's still he's focusing on that final possession. What about got, the million game winners, MJ? Right? He's, so, he's not talking about yeah. throughout the season, those two years without Jordan that – he wasn't the focal point of those teams. It's that 
one specific possession. Hey, and by the way, they lost that series whenever he he fouls the Knicks in like the final seconds or whatever. I don't know, Scotty. You might have lost me on this one. I'm not sipping from your bourbon, dog. It seems like just like a grab for attention, right? I'm not trying to like put that out there in the world, but I don't know if there's no. I think he was being honest. I think he feels that way. Okay, that's what I think. When we get back, we're gonna have more fun. It's the second hour. We're 30 minutes away from Joe Traub. I'll give you everyone that supports us when we get back. Good first hour, boys. Turn it up! Turn it up! To a Bengal tiger in a boyhood visit to the Atlanta Zoo. But his arm grew back. Only moments from her womb. And before she even placed him to her breast, his mother held him close and whispered in his ear, Are you ready to sip from the volcano? You are of my flesh, but you are not mine own. Are you ready to ride the tornado? Make love to the dragons? Fate <laughs> is your father, and you belong to the people. American by birth! For you shall lead the army of the free. Italian by name! And she held him high. And the finger of power that destroys the unworthy descended. And Irish by the grace of God. And it touched him on the forehead. And it anointed him. As a young man, he failed to excel in football, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, soccer. The champion of the world. Tennis, swimming, running, wrestling. Snacks out of school backpacks, looking over your shoulder like Michael Jackson, eating like Pac-Man, digging in your candy dish, yo, it's a rap song. Racquetball, curling, cricket, and shuffleboard. Of now, and of always, of the 4th of July. But he found his niche in competitive eating. And in Beijing, they call him Wan Li Chongtong, which is Mandarin for the Great Wall of China, of the nation, of the free, under God. There you go, Brandon. You hyped now? People listening are like, what just <laughs> happened? I don't know, but I'm ready. Let's go. Fred, Fred's alter Who ego. Who is the angry man? That was pretty cool. I'm telling you. There's talent out there. It was a little long, but it was pretty cool. But, I don't understand. Like like 25 seconds in, I, I got it. And I was like, okay, let's let's get back to it. The rap lyrics were at the very end, so I don't believe you did have it. Mm, I don't believe you did it at all. Wasn't that impressed with his rapping? Tonight, me and JJ will watch, respectively, from our own homes. The Milwaukee Bucks advance to the NBA Finals. Oh, okay. We're very excited to do that. Brandon, I know you were a big Trey Young, Mark, because you like... Am I? How are you not? He's a great shooter. Okay. I think he's a great shooter. I think he's got a long way to go outside of that. You're thinking of Ben Simmons. That's the opposite. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ben Simmons is literally the opposite. He's got everything else figured out except for his shooting. Congratulations, Michael Vital. Your basketball team is going to the finals tonight. They're going to easily roll past Atlanta. They finally did what they should have done, pounded into the paint, and they had 66 points in the paint the other night. Vital, do you know how long it's been since they've been to the finals? 1970. Nice. Oh, my God. I knew it was the 70s. Yeah. 
JJ, I did not hear you at all all week say that Brooke Lopez would drop thirty three. I did not hear you predict that. No. You know more about you know more about basketball literally Lopez, than what I know. His role when Giannis is there is to stay out the way. They don't ask Brooke Lopez to play basketball. Mm-hmm. There's like we need to have five players on the floor. Spot up. So you're gonna stand in the corner and just yeah. get out of everyone's way. Right. He's a talented player. Did I he really think thirty three yeah. points talented? No. Fourteen of eighteen. Uh, and that's him and Clint Capella, right? Going head to head. Yep. Yeah. Great defensive player. Yeah. Is he in his prime? And I don't know it. No. Uh, Lopez. Really. Thirty. Say uh, tail end of his prime. Is he? Tail end of it. Players play longer than they used to. But yeah, I mean, he's a guy that benefits from being on the same team as Giannis, and I think his career is being um, extended. It's extended because he doesn't have yeah. to do anything. Right. Like. That's a good There's point. There's no other center in the league that can play 30 minutes a game yeah. and grab one rebound. Like, that happens uh, with Brooke Lopez. Uh, to be fair. I don't know. There, I think there's a lot of bigs that, uh, that maybe not get paid as much as Brooke Lopez and get, like, <laughs> and, get, and get those stats. Yeah. 52 mil. That's that deal. <sighs> yeah. You know I love the business of sport. 52 mil. Stanford education. JJ, I'm at, yeah. With his brother, Robin. Yes. Robin Lopez. He's still playing, right? Go fish. I have no idea. Yeah, he's in Washington. Washington. He's been on a lot of teams. Bounce he's been on a lot of teams. Journeyman. There's something crazy. Like, you have an 80-plus percent chance of playing in the NBA if you're over seven foot tall. Oh, really? There's something crazy. Like, there's this, it's a statistic like that. Like, if you're on the planet Earth and you're over seven foot tall, your percent of playing in the NBA is, like, very near, like, over three quarters. I wouldn't say 80. I promise. Like, well, you can Google it because I don't have it off my head. I don't know how you Google that, but. Well, I mean, just look up the thing I said. Yeah. JJ, I'm asking you to put together a team. Do you put Brooke Lopez, a, a stretch five who shoots threes at your center position for a chance to get to the NBA Finals? You don't. I think there's a, several teams he would do well on, like he would have done well on the Suns. You know, they stretch it out. Uh, they run too even much. though Aiton's totally not that he's done well at his own style. But uh, there's a lot of teams that would yeah, it's like, all about that, that like stretch. Who, right, who is who's my core, and then build off that. Yeah, We're, it's still a three point shooting league. It's still there, but this playoffs is showing you you don't have to live or die by the three. Chris Paul doesn't do that. He's I, efficient. I, I think the Suns kind of do though. But look at and shoot a lot of threes. Chris Paul's before his COVID absence, yeah. the shooting percentage from two point range is where well, he's killing yeah, people. Yeah, and, and something the Suns and the Milwaukee have, Bucks play their best basketball when they don't shoot the exactly. Three. Yeah, they they both yeah. excel when they're shooting the mid range well. Chris Middleton's a great mid ranger. Um, several, I mean Booker. Like if Shaq yeah. could dribble, that'd be Giannis. Just in terms of the physical domination, you can yeah, have. Well, Giannis, uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's huge, but uh, Giannis is so much. Uh, I mean, just thinner. like the physical, like when that dude is yeah. like a foot away from the uh, basket, you're not doing anything, right? Yeah, like forget about it. Young Shaq was never as like athletic as yeah. Um, well, he, he early, early in his yeah. career, Blue when chips. he wasn't packing on so many pounds, he actually was quite yeah. athletic and 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 fast. There's that highlight of him. With the magic where he's like, it's in the yeah. fast break and right, it's right, penny right. and he does the between the legs and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're cool. like, you're not Arbitus Sabonis. You stop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Atlanta don't have a shot tonight. They don't, they can't even the sniff a shot. 
is if Trey plays. Doubtful. But but yeah, Trey and, and Giannis are both not playing. Giannis has got the knee. He done. I think home court advantage is a big deal in these situations because you don't have your stars and the role players are more comfortable at home. I, I give the Hawks. Like who's going to show up? The, Milwaukee is one of the most frustrating teams because even with, yes. without Giannis Tell the other night, yeah. you, you <laughs> see, like, do your thing, you can win this game. Mm-hmm. But, you, like, you see him in game two and you're like, oh, this should be, mm-hmm. they should run away with this series. And they don't. They get right. back to Atlanta. Well, yeah, and Drew Holiday is a, pulling your hair out. Drew Holiday is a perfect example. He's one of these guys I've always felt that could be a franchise player, and he's not quite a franchise player. He's like second best player, sometimes third best player, depending on what team he's been on. Uh, and yeah, he's had those kind of runs, like inconsistent. He's you know an Olympic level player one game, and then the next uh, can't hit a shot, and uh, that's a big. Um, I mean, look, he's a great defensive player. He impacts the game in a lot of ways, but he's so hot and cold shooting. And, uh, yeah, I think there's going to be several several Bucks players that could be uh, ice cold in Atlanta. So, and that's why yeah, I give it. Atlanta, about, I, I think they're the favorite, actually. I, I'm still on Milwaukee. I'm saying just what, in, the, in this game. In this game. I feel like yeah. the Hawks can win it. To me, it comes down to Trae Young. Because I think if, if they put Trae Young on the court, He's going to be effective enough to yeah. actually make a difference. That's why they he'll be a good decoy, for sure. Yeah, but it's to me like Milwaukee, and that's why if I'm a Philadelphia fan, I'm tearing my hair out as well. Like because they've constructed these teams in the right way. You have your your superstar, yeah, and then the dudes that play off them. Because the superstar is the dude that's supposed to be you know 99 percent of the time you get that consistency, and then you're like, all right, we need a Chris Middle tonight. You need a Drew Holiday night. You get that, yeah. And for the Hawks, yeah. Herder. Uh, Bogdanovich, when those two are playing really well, the Hawks, you know, have <laughs> they're a big part of the reason why they've gotten to the Easter Conference Finals. I think those two play. A lot I think those two play a lot better in this game, so we'll see. The but the thing to me that's like now the newest like fold though is that Brook Lopez thing because he's you, an inconsistent guy too. I'm, how do we know? Because we've he've never seen him have the opportunity to like prove consistency. Like well, if if they're like, hey, we're gonna go. We're in Game Six tonight. We're in Atlanta. It's a lot easier to score in the playoffs, six feet from the basket in the than it is. Playoffs, we haven't seen him this in this light too much. Haven't had he's, to. He's been franchise player on several teams. Which is oh not, no, not, I disagree with that. Oh, I don't think he's been really? franchise. What? When he was on the the last when he was on the Nets, they sh- when they when they, when they when they when they got rid of the the Pierce uh, Garnett. Well, that's why they um, didn't win. Cause yeah. They thought Brook Lopez. And that's why they that, shipped right? him out. But I'm saying, like he's 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 been given opportunities to. He's been okay. I'll agree with that. I'll agree that he's been given opportunities. Just not on teams that have made gone far. That's what I'm saying. He's in the the right spot now because you don't need a Brook Lopez game tonight. If you're Milwaukee, it's the Chris Middleton game. Yeah, it's they need they need holiday. him to lead the way. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah, like, him, it, him and it's just like have the Clippers the when they got the Terrence Mann game. Yeah. Like you know that's not happening, but you got it. Yeah. yeah. Now, <laughs> right now, yeah. all right. It's back to Paul George or whoever. Right. Milwaukee's got such a size advantage. You use it the best you can. They finally did that the, the other night. Yeah. They, they got a player advantage. Every player they have on the court, in my opinion, is superior to the player they're opposite. With Trey Young out for Atlanta. Even like P.J. Tucker. Like, no, I mean, he's a great defensive player, but he's he's so hot and cold shooting. Like, what was a game, the last game the, the Hawks won? Mm-hmm. Couldn't hit a shot. You go with what you excel at. Like, I, I agree with you on that. 
But he's always open, so he's get. They're gonna. He is always open. And, and the Hawks always leave him open. Yeah, JJ's yeah. right. They're, they're a frustrating team. Take it from me. I've been yeah. following them for fifty years, and you know they go off the rails when there is no need to chuck threes when you've got such a size advantage in the paint. Yeah, that's why Mike Budenholzer looks like that. Yeah, <laughs> he looks he's old. Just like, <laughs> did I leave the stove on? <laughs> always looks worried. It's funny. I get, I get weirded out because I'm such like an old school. And you guys, I'm gigantic. I'm too big. Like I hate basketball. That's I mean, played. you're taller than us. You're not that tall. Okay. You're not. I'm just saying, you're not that gigantic. You and I were in multiple public places yesterday. Was there anyone taller than me? Yeah, there's there's some tall. No, you just lied. And <laughs> the point there I'm was. trying there was them. The point I'm trying to get to, in a game with the tallest people on earth, and you have the tallest guy. I don't want to play more than 15 feet from the rim. Like, go inside until you can't go inside. If it doesn't work, but I'm telling you, I give you the entire first quarter. I give you the entire first quarter and some change to give the ball to Brooklyn. What was clicking for the Bucks in game five? Turnovers by the Hawks. Yeah. It was, it was defense leading to easy yeah. buckets. And it and wasn't that close. It was like 10 points at the end, but it wasn't that close. They right. had 22 transition points. Oh, they did they? So they got the out break. on the break. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the things they've done well in the series. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna have. They're gonna have to do that again in Game Six. Get the Hawks to turn it over. But I, again, I really feel like Atlanta role players. It's a limit. So much wing. better at home. Yeah, Lou Williams. I could yeah. see playing. <laughs> I could see yeah, Lou Wings playing much better tonight. Yeah, I don't vibe on the idea that if Trey Young comes back, he won't. Like you can't be a hundred percent. Obviously, it's playoffs. You're hurt. Whatever. But modern medicine. That was a bad sprain of his ankle. It was bad. Yeah, but that ain't what it used to be. Like they'll shoot you up and drug you up and wrap yeah. you up and tape you up. Yeah, and... but he's too important of a player to to rush out. So they they want him to be at least be at a certain health level. And I don't, I don't think he's there yet. I bet he shoots flat. He's a blue. little guy too. Like he ain't big. He's, he's uh, I wouldn't call him injury prone, but yeah, like no, you can't when you yeah. take a step back and hit the ref. Like that's just yeah, incredibly bad luck for sure. <laughs> Terrible. Oh my goodness. Terrible luck. Well, both teams got to circle the horses tonight. Someone's got to step up from each each other's bench, too. Yeah, like for the Hawks, I go to Herter, Bogdanovich. I think Lou Williams plays a lot better tonight. Um, yeah, those three for sure. Vegas. I think Capella plays better tonight. I see that. Vegas agrees with you, Brandon. They have the Hawks' favorite home. It's only two and a half. Yeah. I tell you what. I might put a couple bucks on that one. <laughs> All right. A couple of Milwaukee bucks. Hi-o. Nice. <laughs> yeah, the money line. Yeah, I mean, Vegas don't get it wrong a lot. It's crazy how accurate those lines are in any sport, football, basketball. If the Hawks fall tonight, or excuse me, if the Bucks fall tonight, the most important thing in the NBA world is Giannis coming back for Game 7. You'll be on the radio before then. You'll be able to talk about that. That would be Tuesday or Monday? It would be Monday. Okay. All right. Monday night. i got some fun stuff to talk about. Also, Game 4 of the NHL Stanley Cup, which no one cares about at all. Which the Lightning yeah, will I win. I do. Tampa Bay <laughs> is a machine. Yeah. They're so dominant. Remember three years ago they lost right out of the playoffs. Remember JJ? I don't know if you remember. Round. Columbus. 
Mm-hmm. I was looking at back-to-back Stanley Cup titles. And they, yeah. and they were one of the best. They, that, they were the best record when they lost that first series. By the way, you can see that game four on KOB, 6 p.m., just saying. Really? <laughs> Say it's on just no, throwing it out there. Wow. <laughs> I don't think you watched I, the Lightning win. <laughs> I thought the NHL left NBC Sports. Uh, nope. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. No, one, more, one more chance. Not Still yet, on buddy. NBC, baby. Still on the network. That's next year. Yeah, I think they're on Spike TV moving forward. <laughs> it's them and Slam Ball. <laughs> it's been on NBC for uh, as long as I've been here, which is three years. Watch out, Albuquerque. We're about to give you 10 minutes of hockey talk before Joe Traub joins us. Nope, I'm good. <sighs> Let's see if that's, we can. That's that's my threshold right there. See if we can skate through it. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio apartment in Mexico. Pinion Coffee. And we're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with 99 Sports, and we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon & Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, guys, I'm going to do my best. Ready? Puck talk. We already did that. <laughs> It's on KOB, 6 p.m. on Monday. That's all we needed to do. <laughs> Stanley well, Cup Finals. I have a legitimate question. Does Tom Brady play for the Tampa Bay Lightning? <laughs> I need to know. Are they adding him to the roster for Game 4 so he could get another championship? Can you guys let me know? He could be the emergency goaltender. Yeah. He's got the length. Tampa Bay just wins all the ships. Well, it's two sports. Let's uh, let's slow down there. I don't know why you. I don't know why you're slouching. They made the it to the World Series in baseball, but they didn't oh, win it. The Rays are getting ready. It seems man. Tampa Bay is making a whole country hate them. I'm happy for him. I'm not hating on him. Uh, also, I need to make amends. Earlier, I said 80 percent of people that are over seven foot tall playing the NBA. I had it completely backwards. It's, it's like seventeen percent. Yeah. So eighteen, yeah, like eighteen would have sounded yeah. a lot more I believable. I did see of the seven billion people on Earth, point zero 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 three eight percent are over seven foot tall. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know if that's better or worse than COVID. So if you're seven feet tall, there's an eighty percent chance you can't make the NBA. You had it reverse. Oh God, I'd be so mad. <laughs> there's be... a lot of seven footers, so. You know, imagine if you, there's not a lot, lot of seven. No, footers. but I think I think there are not a, a lot, lot more than a lot more than we realize. Seven footers. That's the key. Yeah, coordinate exactly. Have there's a lot of seven footers, footers, but not that many extremely coordinated NBA level seven footers. You know what your body weighs when you're seven foot tall. Like, well, do you know what depends. physically you weigh? It depends, because Kevin Durant is still skin and bones. He doesn't weigh nearly as much as uh, he's like the exception Andre to the rule. Bryant. Yeah. Oh God. I know you do. Take a deep breath. I can't. I was just thinking about it. <laughs> so you, I, you and I, Brandon and JJ, in front of the show, friend in real life, Rob Portnoy, were watching last night at a local watering hole, the hockey game. Okay. Yes. And we turn it on like two minutes into the game late because. The local watering hole didn't know what it channel the hockey little, game was yeah, on. Yeah. It was we, embarrassing. We had to let them know. Well, they had the NHL network on. Good start. Yeah. Probably for pregame, and then they didn't get around to changing it, so we had, we had to be like, hey, can we get it on? So as the game comes on, JJ goes, 
What do you mean it's 4 0? Yeah, <laughs> it was already 4 1, I think. What? In the second when we tuned in. Yeah. So we didn't look. There they go again. Yeah. 6 3, Tampa Bay. So they've won three of them in a row. There's one more of them against Montreal. Montreal don't have a chance. Like, they don't. Like, this thing will end on Monday. And apparently, less people are watching this in America than, like, most Stanley Cup finals, which is already astonishingly low. And I believe, uh, and even in Canada, uh, Montreal's not the the favorite team in Canada, so even Canadians aren't watching it as much. What is that, Vancouver? I don't even, like, hate watching. Yeah, that's a good point, because I do that. I hate watch stuff. Oh, okay. You're not like that? Hate watch stuff? Yeah. What's that? It's like when you hate an aspect like of something. Like LeBron James is playing basketball. Yeah. And people are like, oh, I'm watching um, this. No, if I hate something, I'm not going to watch it. So. Yeah. I, dis- I disagree completely. That's something that's what I do. Did you watch Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy? Just like clips on YouTube. You hate him. What? No. Who said that? You talk about it all the time. No, but I think you're confusing me. There's been a couple of things you've said today <laughs> that are not accurate for how I feel. Well, not I, a big Trey Young guy. You thought I was a big Trey Young guy. You love Trey Young. See? You love everything you that's kind of There you awful. go again. I don't know why you hate French Canadians who love the the <laughs> Montreal Nordiques. Quebec has a team again now. I'm going to break this one down for you for real, though. The goalkeeper for the Lightning is too good. I had his name two seconds ago. So we're watching the highlights last night, and it's everything in front. Like, all the, like, like there's no time, there's no – because hockey is, like, the most hand-eye – like, you're a talented athlete if you play hockey. You just – no one cares. Literally no one cares. It is the most – Incredible sport. Regionalized sport of them all. Yeah. Because there's always an element to that. But it, unfortunately, because hockey's fantastic, like the, the sport itself mm-hmm. is really good. I grew up on the Mighty Ducks. Grew up on that. Same. I'm wearing a hockey shirt as we speak. Yeah. Ah, oh, Patrick Waugh. Nice. Like it's a fantastic sport, but it just doesn't have the crossover appeal. It just yeah. doesn't hit. Yeah. Is it- I've, okay, I have a bad confession to make. I've probably watched more of the Mighty Ducks Game Changer show <laughs> on Disney Plus that oh. I've watched hockey games this year. I feel like that's true. Do you think it's similar to ho- like soccer? How like the best people who do it in the world aren't from America? So like people don't care. Well, you- none of them are from America until recently, right? Like Hockey players? You- no, we're talking soccer. Like you're comparing it to soccer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Soccer's the biggest. I don't think uh-huh. that's the NHL's problem. You know? We have because yeah, because because the stars they have yeah are marketable and they're they're you know it's really not like good and everything. The, yeah, the MLS that's their problem. It's everyone's like, well, oh, you play in the MLS, well, you're not playing in the Premier League or yeah. Serie A or right. Bundesliga. Yeah. The NHL's best league. Yeah, they got that going for hundred percent. Very true. Um, Doesn't Russia have the best league? No. No, I thought they did. I would say, yeah, NHL, NBA are similar where they're the best leagues in the world. And then, like, in basketball, like the Euro leagues out there, that's high-quality basketball, but it's not anywhere near the NBA. I think that would be the same, right? Would you say, JJ, for 
uh, the NHL. Like the NHL is yeah, far, far and beyond the best. It is, and then it is the there's best. There's stuff league. overseas that are, are good, but not nearly as as uh, high quality uh, as NHL. Don't forget NHL. in Europe, in the Sweden leagues or Finland or Russian right. leagues, they're, they're of wider and longer rinks. So it's more puck oh, it's control. Oh, di- it's and a different speed. game. Wow. Yeah, it's more speed and puck control. It's like NFL, CFL. Apparently, it's a different kind of game. The KHL, which is the Russian one, the Continental Hockey League. Nice. They have different you rules. Sound like, and you sounded like Borat right there. Oh, that was I was going. That was my Russian. I was going for Boris from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Good try. Thank you. Can you say that one more time like that? No. Okay, it's gone now. There's going to be a game four of the Stanley Cup final, okay. and us three, us four work in sports, sports talk, or sports media, and we will only watch the highlights. Like, that's how little impact yeah. the we NHL. We have talked about it a bit on the show, so you're welcome, NHL. Well, not me. I grew up in hockey country, USA. So right, yeah. It's a different, it's just, again, regional, and I mean, J.J. nailed it. Again, NHL needs to broaden Oh, gosh, yeah, Minnesota is... Wisconsin. Well, there's just nothing. The hockey state when it comes to what's America. What's going to pull me back in? Like, Tampa Bay is running away with it. Right. Like, this isn't going to be hmm. Toronto blowing a 3-1 series lead to the Canadians. Mm-hmm. Like, Tampa Bay is not mm-hmm. falling on our face like Toronto did in this postseason. I think uh, part of what made the Knights fun to watch was that their series were close. Like, they were they were winning some heavyweight bouts, like some, uh, some great back-and-forth series. They weren't dominating their way through to the finals when they it's been one one time right so far they've made the finals but they've been what they made the conference finals this year on year one but in year one yeah they made it to the cup but they were winning some like you know seven game epic series so i was making that ma- i feel like that makes hockey more fun to watch when you're getting later in the series and they're really close games yeah one goal games andre vaskalinski no clue the goalie for the Lightning, who's too good. Hmm. I'm telling you, that's my disconnect, is that I can't really, like, and even the biggest players, I know we got to go to break, but, like, Alexander Ovechkin, yeah. like, like he's, like, the best, right? He's top tier. Uh, Crosby still up there, too? Sure. Yeah. He's oh, those still... guys, unfortunately, they're... Are they past like, their prime, and we yeah. don't even know it? Like, they're still good. When yeah. Ovechkin, yeah, the, when the Capitals Ovechkin's won their, when they won their cup, that was, like, his last prime year, maybe? Yeah, because since then, he's kind of fallen off. I don't know. I'm asking. <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> Bueller. Bueller. Yeah. Bueller. Bueller. Any Capital fans out there? I'd it's, like to chime in. It's the kid, though, from Boston. McDavid, Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. That's the one. Okay. But, yeah, I'll definitely watch them this year. They're going to have a really good squad. Vital, do you tune in as much to the basketball as, as like years past? Years past when you knew it was going to be a blowout, and you were just watching, like, Literally, I mean, well, the, t- the, fr- well, the first dream team that was fun to watch because he, you're right, it blew the doors off everybody. Yeah, like yeah. Spain will do well this well, year. Well, and like the, the way, uh, yeah. Um, in years past, I feel like the last few Olympics, the time zone stuff is always tricky. Good point. And like the early rounds, they don't yeah. necessarily get the t- the prime time slots. Whereas like the medal round, that's where uh, they strategically will air at a more favorable time for the states. So, yeah, I mean, Tokyo, that's a – I don't know the time difference exactly. I got it right here. It's, it's tricky. It's currently one thirty in the morning tomorrow in yeah, Tokyo. Right. So 14 hours ahead. That's a lot. I'm crazy. They're in the future. Yeah, they're in the future. Wow. 
It's the Olympics are only 19 days away in Tokyo. Yes. Well played. Let's grab a break. I do want to talk Gwen Berry briefly when we get back. Dame Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon & Boots, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. A lot of Olympics on the program this morning, but we only do what, like once every four years, so we're due. Almost five for this one. Good point. Foo Fighters. Is that what this is? DOA. What does that mean? It's the name of the song. Foo Fighters, DOA. 2005. Vital, when I say Tommy Smith and John Carlos, what is that? How does that resonate with you? How do those two names resonate? The uh, 1968 Mexico City Olympics where they had the black power sign in solidarity for you know, African-Americans in America and their plight. Civil rights. Big movement. Big movement. Yeah. Biggest stage of them all. I got goosebumps. Literally talking about it right now. I just got goosebumps. Fighting for equality. Yeah. With the stage that they work so very hard to achieve. Tommy Smith, gold medalist. John Carlos, bronze medalist. Held up in solidarity, well, with each other, but also African-Americans as a whole, their fist, to protest oppression. I mean, bottom line. Oh, how the winds have changed, I guess. As Gwen Berry this past weekend, two weekends ago? This past weekend. Recently, yeah. In Eugene. Yeah, at the Olympic the, trials. At the Olympic trials. She's a hammer thrower. Are you familiar with the hammer throw? Yeah, I've heard okay. of it. So she places third to qualify for the Olympic team. Love that. Love it. Then, and by the way, she's very politically outspoken. By the way, she's from my neighborhood of St. Louis, Missouri. By the way, we went to the same college in southern Illinois. She's on the podium, and she had an understanding the national anthem was going to be played before she went to the podium. It was not. She believes she was set up by the United States Olympic Committee. And they played it while she was on the podium, knowing her strong political stance and using that platform as a voice for equality and a voice against racism. Yeah, she did not want to be present for the national anthem. I don't know, logistically... Um, how that was supposed to work with her being recognized and also the anthem playing? Because, like, don't they announce all three, then the anthem is played? Is so, that how it normally works? The way it was presented and the way it was reported in, like, the minutes. Like, if yeah. you, you know when you do, like, a production, there's a, uh, yeah. what's that called? Rundown. Yeah, rundown. Right. The example is um, Star Sangle Banner at 4.20 p.m., metal presentation at 4.25 Okay. That's how it was presented to her. Okay. So she claims. Because, yeah, again, she doesn't. She didn't want to be present for it. Right. And to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. She's never claimed to hate the United States. She claims to hate 
systematic racism. Right. And by the way, it's very difficult for a listener to understand where she's coming from. But I am from St. Louis, Missouri. Like, I get it. Like, there is a segregation there. There is a, there is a, not just an undertone of racism. There is a, it's not just systemic. No, it is. I mean, it's, it's absolutely systemic, but it's not just that. It's not just, no. Yeah. She grew up in a little town called Florissant, which is right outside Ferguson, which is, if you recall, where Mike Brown was killed. I was on the radio at that time. It was just absolutely brutal. They burned the city to the ground by they, I mean, people who were outraged. Right. So, so, uh, I feel like we're bringing her up today, Gwen Berry, because the reaction, the reaction to what she, to her, so the reaction to her reaction of the of the anthem being played and her uh, not wanting to be there and turning away from the flag and uh, is it, that's what she did, right? She just turned away from the flag. It's not like she knelt or or anything like that. She stood up and she just turned away from the Correct. flag. So the reaction, there's been a lot of negative reactions. What and. You know, my whole thing with this is people obviously still – there's a lot of people still that get bugged by the kneeling and get bugged by any protest of the anthem. There's still a lot of people that just don't understand why Colin Kaepernick started doing that and a lot of people followed his lead and why someone like Gwen Berry is turning away. There's still a lot of people that are not listening to the reasons. Yeah. It's it's insert your own narrative. Yeah. Um and unfortunately these yeah. people have like a large following. Like the people that are so like adamantly against it. Yeah. Which by the way, I am not. I am speak your truth. The thing you believe, yeah. if you have a platform to express it, do that thing. Which is why I'm not mad at like Senator Tom Cotton or I'm not mad at Dan Crenshaw from Texas or I'm not mad at Hannity. Although I think it's asinine to protest someone's protest, mm-hmm. that infuriates me. Yeah. And it, and um, I'm just gonna say it. It's always the black athletes that are getting chastised for it. There's plenty of white athletes yeah. that have done protests of this nature that have followed in the lead of a Colin Kaepernick, have knelt and protested, but it's the black athletes that are getting just massacred. In, in, in media for doing this and they're not being listened to the message isn't getting across to, to a lot of people yeah it's a thing have you seen it in person like an athlete yeah protest yeah so the first one i saw but like in- but it's like subtle like i i mainly go to the high school events out here and the professional or college events i've been to i haven't seen a, a neil or or a anything like a loud protest mm-hmm. I mean, i've seen like subtle i've seen subtle stuff um but i mean gosh it's been years now since kaepernick knelt and a lot of people have done it since then and i think i think there's a or there's a a lot of the masses that have accepted it and that that have listened to the reasons and and understand what's going on but there's way too many that don't understand it in 2014 when Mike Brown was shot to death in Ferguson, Missouri, the St. Louis Rams were still in St. Louis. And the the wide receiver core came out in solidarity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like the first, 
like sports protests I remember. Yeah, this is years before that, Kaepernick. Yeah, that that I was like, okay, here's an impact. Here's the mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I saw it in person when the United went to Colorado Springs last year during mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. And that was like very powerful for me. Yeah. And I th- I'm in support of people who support equality. I'm in support of people who support fair opportunity. I'm, and I'm in, and I'm fully in support of people that are against racism. Same. Right. I guess I'm saying here on the radio, which is ironic because the thing I'm chastising is actually what I'm doing, is I'm very much oppo people who try to create obstacles for people to create what they believe to be is their most happy life, what they believe to be their most successful life, what they believe to be their most wholesome life. And if Gwen Berry believes through the platform she has, through her abilities, that this is the best avenue for her truth. I cannot accept anyone who condone or who condemns that. That to me is infuriating. Mm-hmm. And I'm infuriated. Well, and just start, just not listening to the message. No. Yeah. Here bottom, it's the bottom line. Like, let's just listen. Let's 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 hear, let's hear these people out that are protesting. Dan Crenshaw says, "Quote: We don't need any more activist athletes." I tell you what, Dan. <laughs> I think we need a lot more. <laughs> Humanity. Backwards thing I've ever heard. We don't need any more activists. We need more activists. We need more activists. Everything. Yeah. We need more activists. Mailmen. Yeah. We need more activists. Checkout. We need people trying so, to make change. Yes. Yeah. We need more activists. Business owners. We need more mm-hmm. activists. Political everything. Mm-hmm. We need more. Yeah. Because you're going to get exploited as much as you allow yourself to be exploited. Like if uh, there was a tragedy in Miami. Uh, last week, right? Right now... Yeah, the building collapsed. The building collapsed. And right now, Miami, the state of Florida, and the U.S. government is going through all of Miami and checking everything. They're checking all the condos. They're checking all the apartment complexes. They're checking the bridges. It's, uh... And they're shutting stuff down now. Oh, you mean inspecting? Yeah, they're inspecting. I, okay, I understand. Yeah, they're like, you got to get out. Yeah. Because for so long, if you don't put the effort into making sure that you're in a safe environment... It's yeah. going to collapse. Right. And I know that's a hard, tough analogy because a lot of people suffered, but that's a very fair analogy. Ooh. Winberry will throw the hammer at the Olympics for the United States of America, and I will watch it. I would not have watched hammer throw otherwise. More importantly, I'm just going to listen to what she's, what she's talking about. I want, I, want, I want to know what she has to say. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> you don't have to do that, but... Hey, thank you guys so much. Great coming on, and hope you guys all enjoy your Independence Day weekend and have some fun with the family. Have good barbecue, get in the pool, and, of course, come out to the ballpark. Tell Pops we said hi. Have a good weekend, buddy. Absolutely. You guys as well. Thank you. If Joe Traub has a pool and didn't just invite us to it, he'd be upset. He's about to be off the Friends of the Show list. <laughs> nice. How often he got sounds the... so much like his dad. Yeah. Say, so speaks much. the same, too. There's like, yeah. Father, son. Yeah. JJ, how many games do you get out to a year? Not as much as I used to. I worked yeah. for that show for like three years. Right. I was like the music guy. Oh, cool. So. You're their DJ? I was. Wow. That's cool. Just, so just it, jock jams over and over again? Yeah, just hit play. <laughs> pump up the jam. Now this is music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so it was, I'm kind of getting the experience, like wanting to go back. Because when you work for something a little bit, you not inclined to always want to go. But now I'm at the point where I can just enjoy it 
Titans fan kickback. Where you don't see it the same way. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. For years, I was a director of like a park and rec, and it was hard for me to go to like parks and be like, ah, there's not enough mulch here. <laughs> this isn't safe. It just don't have that same feeling. You're just kind of always like, I'm working. 15 minutes from Vinny Bonsignor. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. It's our last 15 minutes with J.J. Buck as he has to go do real life stuff. Dad life. Dad life stuff. Hashtag dad life. <laughs> you want to talk the NFL or you want to talk Olympics in your last segment, J.J.? Ooh. Stay tuned. <laughs> NFL or Olympics coming up next. <laughs> I just I love that so much. A, people are like, is it a Jeremy Bloom segment? We're going to have to wait to find out. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. You connect with us on the Graphic Connection hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. We flipped a coin. Olympics. Because, JJ, in my heart, you're gold medal caliber. Well, thank you. It was nice having you this morning. Thanks for having me in. Yeah, we never really sat down and done this before. We haven't. No. Nope. I, I like you a lot as a person. Now I like you a lot as a professional. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined? I, uh, no, 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 that's an... Not on Saturday. Not for you on Saturday. (laughs) Hey, and inside baseball for the listener. Like, I listen to you every day. I listen to you all the... And I text you regularly during the show, and you don't text back. So... I'm a bad texter overall. He's working, so... For anyone. It's not just a Fred thing. It's... I'm one of those people that read it. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) And like two hours later, I was like, oh! You're at least a text reader. You at least read your texts. (laughs) Some people don't do that. Like, anyone. Like, ask the wife, anyone. Like, did you you not respond to this? I was like, oh, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's either today or next week. I don't know for sure, but it's the two-year anniversary of the show. Mm-hmm. And we'll celebrate on the 17th when me and Van are both here. And uh, I like now that we've been here long enough to, like, whenever JJ does, like, make a reference to me on his, he just says Fred. It's not Fred from ABQ Central. It's not Fred from The weekend. First name just, basis. Just Fred. And the listener's like, oh, that makes sense. Like, okay. All right. Gwen Berry or Shikari Richardson. Where do you want to go, JJ? I think with Shikari Richardson, yeah, it's another example of it's well past time to eliminate testing for weed. Yeah, because that's not a performance enhancing drug. Not in track. Shikari Richardson suspended thirty days from Olympic anything. Um, well, because she smoked a little weed after her mom died. That's literally the story. Yeah. She got sad. That's what she said, yeah. And they're not and it, that suspension right there tells you all you need to know is that they don't think it affects you as an athlete. It's just more they want to go don't do that. That mm-hmm. that was bad. Mm-hmm. Cuz she can still participate after the 30 days. Right. They're not saying she can't be an Olympian. Right. It's just you have to sit for 30 days. It's a relatively brief suspension, but it came at the worst time. Yeah. She tweeted I am human. And that to me, three words, but so very simple and true. We're like humanity for whatever reason is lost upon like so many people. And I don't get it. I don't understand. Like there's life outside of the thing you identify as professionally mm-hmm. period. And I don't understand guys. I'm using like, like heartfelt words here. It doesn't make sense to me how you 
can just disassociate an athlete or a person or a job title or whatever with with their humanity. And that's what I feel the Olympic Committee has done. Oh, it's just it's in this case with everything changing. I am. I think the suspension is ridiculous, but it's also one that. And she'll tell you. She said it this week. Like you can't deny. Like it's yeah. Unfortunately, it's still a rule. As dumb as people might think it is, as ridiculous as the suspension is, it's still something you can't do. Just smoke some weed. And but, we're four years away. We're three years away, I guess, now with the Olympics of being at another Olympics where they're going to have a major title sponsor that is weed. Oh yeah, big business. Big business. Big time. Right. I don't know who that is. I don't know who. I don't either. Weed Incorporated is. But it's a multi, multi-billion dollar business, yeah. The cannabis world. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't be illegal for any athlete. It person. It shouldn't be illegal for any person. Um, there's a lot of medicinal um, advantages to it. People that are treating cancer smoke marijuana. Um, Fully illegal or allowed for medical use in 45 states. Yeah, and New Mexico is now one of them. Congratulations to New Mexico. Yeah. I don't partake. I'm not that guy. Yeah, neither have I. Yeah. Tried it one time in my life. I How'd that like go? 20. Yeah. Coughed for like a half hour, and uh, that was my one time. God, you're so soft. Both my, both my brothers do partake, so they convinced me to try it one time 15 years ago. JJ, I don't need to out you as a user or not a user, but do you believe if you smoked a little weed, it would affect your radio performance? No. Me neither. Like, I, I understand in all aspects of there's, like, times to do it and then not do it. Like, with yes. anything, like, you're yes. not going to come in here drunk or anything along yeah. those lines. Yeah. No. And so so this is where, you know, you look at this particular substance for an athlete. Like, yeah. she's not, like, it's not performance dancing. No. It was out of competition. Yeah. It, yeah. It's well past time they get that. I, and this is an old yeah. rule that needs to be updated. Weed for a long, long time was illegal in this country and is now fully legal in, as Fred said, 45 states. It's time to update it and avoid situations like this. It's a little confusing to me, too, because I understand a ban on like performance enhancing. I get that one. Also, I would love I, to, see, I'd love sure. to see an Olympics with only performance enhancing drugs. I'd, I'd watch that. We have it's been most of them. We have watched that. <laughs> that been most of them. Quite a bit. <laughs> Weed's not one of them. Though. It's not. It's just not. Yeah. It's weird to me, and it's gross to me. It's gross for sure. Yeah, just get with the times, and especially what maybe. they're doing with Russia. Like they banned Russia from yeah. performance enhancing drugs, and then they're like, "Well, some of y'all can compete as the ROC." Yeah. Like, what? But yet, yeah, you're legitimately taking this athlete out of competition yeah. for 30 days. But that was for, what, like, steroids and all that stuff? Yes. Like, yeah. performance enhancing issues. Where like, the entire country, like, yeah, we don't want you to compete. Right. What is it, like, 207 countries? Is that right? Yeah. Something like that? You just can't play. The biggest one. It was a lot of fun with you today, JJ. Well, thanks for having me in, guys. Yeah, good times. Dude. It. Awesome. It's fun. You don't have to wake up early on the weekend, and you did. That's nice. That's an important thing. Well, you asked very nicely. Also, last night at dinner, you were like, don't worry, I only sleep like four hours a night anyways. <laughs> I'm up at this time on the weekend anyway when you are the parent of a toddler. Yep. JJ Buck, the opening drive, Monday, 
through Friday, 7 to 10. I watch you on the ProView broadcast. Well, we appreciate your support. Aww. We do. Thank you. A lot of talent. When we get back, Vinny Monsignor, Raiders Radio. Dan Busters presents this show. Listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Alright, this is gonna be so good. 95.9 FM, 610, the sports animal. The cream of the crop. And talkabq.com. Turn it up! Turn it up! We're back on the program. What's your favorite part of that track? You do this every time you're on the show. <laughs> no, I don't. I air drum it every time. For the listener, the music bed to the intro was created by today's co-host, star of TV and radio, sports anchor at KOB, Brandon Ortega. And he makes a point to point that out. No, I don't. Every Stop single time he's it. on the show. <laughs> Brandon is my best friend in Albuquerque radio, but my best friend in Las Vegas radio is one vincent bonsignor i call him Vinny because he told me i could one time Vinny bonsignor is joining us he's the host of in the huddle did i get that right i get it on apple i get it on itunes it just comes up in my shuffle weekdays a couple hours every day it's pacific time four to six Vinny, good morning how are you i'm good how are you guys doing doing good host of in the huddle on raiders nation radio so that's that's the 920 affiliate there in las vegas is that correct Yep, absolutely. Very good. You and Lincoln Kennedy are breaking down the Raiders regularly and often, and I got a lot of Raiders questions, but before I ask them, how are you doing, my friend? How are you excited for the weekend? You got big holiday plans? I'm going to go see some fireworks uh, over at uh, the lake uh, tomorrow. There are lakes here in Las Vegas. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're uh, we're going to do, do the family thing uh, this weekend and uh, take a short little vacation before training camp starts Um which is actually this month. I was telling my listeners yesterday, writing about it in the Las Vegas Review-Journal, um, you can officially say that the NFL season starts this month, which is a beautiful thing to say. Is it true that that city never sleeps, and so does the talk of the Raiders in Las Vegas? I can't go a single 24-hour news cycle without hearing some news about your team. How crazy has this offseason been for you and the team? Yeah, it's been, you know, and I've learned this a long time ago, the NFL never sleeps. Um and the Raiders in particular uh, are always, uh, you know, in the news one way or another. And uh, that didn't that didn't stop uh, this year whatsoever. Uh, there's always, you know, Derek Carr pledging his uh, lifelong allegiance to the Raiders. Um, some of the uh, acquisitions that they made, some of the curious trades that they made. Um, it's always something with the Raiders, uh, which which is a good thing for uh, for my purposes, without question. Vinny, Brandon Ortega here. Thanks for joining us this morning. Lifelong Raider fan here. Uh, what would you say are the biggest headlines for the Raiders heading into training camp? Like if they were going to be on hard knocks, which I believe the Cowboys are going to be this year. If the Raiders, yeah, you're doing some sort of show, big headlines, some some storylines to tackle right away for the beginning of training camp. What are the big ones? Well, I think, you know, and, and uh, I, I actually think this is a pretty good thing for the Raiders. There's nothing, you know, uh, crazy going on. There's no huge, big story. They need some subtle things 
to, to work their way. Um, I think they, they've, they've put themselves in a position where this roster is pretty good. It was depleted uh, when John Gruden uh, got here. Yes, you know, obviously you had Khalil Mack uh, and Amari Cooper, but outside of them and, and you know, the, car, the quarterback, of course, Derek Carr, outside of that, there were holes all over this roster. Uh, and I think he took, immediately sized that up and said, this is going to take a little while and we're going to have to really just retool this, uh, this roster. I think he's gotten it to a point where um, you know, at this point, especially defensively, just need a couple of things to go right for this defense to really take a, a big step forward. And talking about Unique and Gakwe, uh, you know, providing some some uh, real pass rush pressure, and that would change the dynamic of, of that defensive line, which only had 14 sacks last year. That's that's a big storyline is Unique and Gakwe and what is a retooled defensive line. Uh, Max Crosby looks like he's in great shape. I think Cleese Earl has played really good football. Especially last year when he was on the field, um, even though it kind of goes unnoticed sometimes by Raider Nation, they're still you know holding it against him that he was the fourth pick overall. But uh, that aside, he's been a pretty good football player for them. Um, and then also Casey Hayward, what does he bring to the uh, to the secondary? Does he take Damon uh, Arnett's job uh, out on the perimeter? And does Trayvon Morig have the um, effect? on uh, free safety that they're hoping for. Uh, Honestly, this whole season is about can this defense hold up its end of the bargain. I think the offense is going to be fine. There's there's a chance for it to be even better than last year. Uh, But can this offense do um, what it's supposed to do? And you think about last year, there were three losses, uh, that the uh, uh, critical losses down the stretch in the second half of the season, where the offense gave the, the defense the lead a minute 43 left against the Chiefs, 19 seconds left against with no timeouts against the Miami Dolphins, oh, with the Dolphins starting at their own 25, and then in overtime against the Chargers. It's eight points a, a, a minute and so um, that that uh, that that was a difference between them winning eleven games, and that's the facts of the matter. Um, so if that defense can get better, uh, this 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 whole thing changes here in Las Vegas. So so what's a position on defense that if they can get a certain position? Right, they could just find a, a leader, an impactful player at like a certain defensive position. What position would you say that would be to that could elevate their defense? I think it definitely starts uh, with the front four and what they've what they've done uh, in bringing in Unique Ngakwe and Darius Phylon and Solomon Thomas and and, and Quinton Jefferson is is uh, and drafting Malcolm Kuntz. Uh, they what they're trying to do is put together not just um, a starting unit but a dependable backup unit. Uh, I think they felt like at the end of games last year and and at the end of the season they were out of gas uh, at that position and when they needed it most they weren't able to get it uh, from that defensive line. So they feel like adding some depth, adding some star power in Yannick Ngakwe is going to change the dynamics of that defensive line. And if that happens, then Corey Littleton and the linebackers get better. Um, you know, Jonathan Abram and the secondary presumably uh, can get better. Um, so I think it starts there. Uh, and then, of course, they're going to need Abram whether it's Damon Arnett or or, uh, or Corey um, um, Casey Hayward on the on the perimeter and Trayvon Morig at free safety, they need all those guys to to do their part. But it does start at that with that front four. Joining us on the program, one Vinny Bonsignor of In the Huddle, co-hosted with Lincoln Kennedy. You can check that on Raiders Nation Radio. Vinny, I need to put it in perspective for the listener here in Albuquerque. We have a lot of Raiders fan. How long have you been covering the NFL? Uh, um. 
On and off uh, since, you know, early, uh, about 2012 or so, when it started to look like, you know, okay, uh, the NFL has a good chance of really coming back to Los Angeles. I was in Los Angeles for, you know, uh, three decades covering everything from, you know, the Showtime Lakers to uh, Kobe Bryant and the Lakers and USC and the Dodgers and everything. And, and, and for most of those, that time, there was no NFL team uh, in Los Angeles. The Raiders left back for Oakland. The Rams went to St. Louis. Um, and it was a continual will the NFL actually make it back to Los Angeles? And, um, and you know, right around 2012, uh, 2013, it started getting really serious. And even though people in Los Angeles are very, very skeptical, um, you know, just in talking to the people that I knew, it was, this is happening, and it's going to happen here pretty soon, and just be ready for it. And so uh, I kind of took took charge of that uh, for the paper that I was working with. And so from that point on, I've uh, been very, very heavy in, uh, in the NFL. So 30 years of professional sports coverage experience, 10 years of NFL experience. And this week, uh, you saw for the first time an NFL player, an active NFL player, I guess it would have been last week, announce um, his sexual orientation and one Carl Nassib. Can you talk about the reaction to that? And just because all I've seen is love and support and how different that would have felt if it would have been 25 years ago. Yeah, uh, no, no question about it, and it's a uh, it's a positive sign that um, you know that, that that we're evolving and moving forward as as a uh, as, as a human species. Let's put it that I way. I mean, that's the bottom line uh, of it. And um, you know, I know I have a 16 year old and a 14 year old, and and they're like, okay, and you know, they've got classmates. They they've grown up with characters on television. You know, if you if you watch The Office, if you watch Modern Family, uh, which is a show that they loved. Um, um, there were there were main characters, um, you know, that uh, that were gay and commercials and you know uh, people at their school and new new ways that you look at it as a as a student, uh, you know, nowadays that that it's not um, unusual. It's actually fairly common, um, and so I think that you know uh, we as as a people have grown in that regard, and it was inevitable. Uh, there was no question that it was inevitable that at some point um, a football player was going to an NFL player was going to come out as gay. Uh, it's not like Carl Nassib is the only gay player in the NFL. I can Correct. pretty much, you know, say that uh, assuredly. Um, and I think that it is kind of appropriate uh, talking to some Raiders people, and uh, you know, if you, if you follow the history of the Raiders uh, and their history of inclusiveness um, and, and breaking down barriers, whether it was you know, hiring Art Shell or Tom Flores or Amy Trask to be their their CEO, the first That's woman CEO of an NFL team, I think it's only appropriate that it just happened to be uh, the Raiders that were uh, that that you know we're the team and I, I think there there is a comfort level uh, that that they create to be yourself and i think that carl nassip felt that and uh, is probably part of the reason why he was comfortable enough to now make that announcement number one selling jersey in the nfl brandon i don't know if you knew that and that's, yep, that's absolutely awesome. yeah the, the amount of support is um well it leaves me speechless because you know and Vinny, Vinny and I met years ago when I was doing radio in St. Louis, Missouri, and we were losing the St. Louis Rams back to the Los Angeles uh, market to become the Los Angeles Rams. And that part of the country I grew up in, it was not easy to to live that walk of life. And Michael Sam was a professional football player at right. the time for the St. Louis Rams, and, right. and he had a very similar story. And I tell you what, it was not received as positively as this is. 
It's oh, yeah. Su- it's such an incredible jo- right. growth in just five years. There's still lots of parts of the country, yeah, that wouldn't be as accepting yeah. as uh, Las Vegas has been. Yeah, it's, it's a incredible. Great, it's a great point, Vinny. Uh, let's get you out. I think we're short on time with you, so let's get you out with uh, one more from me. Um, Derek Carr. Obviously, like injuries have been probably the biggest thing holding him back from being top five quarterback, top ten quarterback, wherever you rank him currently. Um, what does he need to improve on this season for the Raiders? Well, uh, and I actually think that uh, injuries, you know, he's been one of the more durable quarterbacks uh, in the NFL. I think he's missed like two games uh, in his career, one or two games, uh, you know, in his career. In fact, when he when he uh, hurt his leg against, um, you know, the, uh, the I forget which game it was, he came right back. It was against the Chargers, and he had to he had to sit out the rest of that game. Um, he surprised everybody by by coming back in the next game uh, and playing. I think really, to be honest with you, um, number one, ball security. You know, he's had too many fumbles. Uh, I, I've gone back and looked at the majority of them, and, and last year I was there for every one of them. You know, I felt like more than anything, it was just breakdowns along the offensive line. And he was under siege and guys swatting at the ball and you know not much you can do in that kind of a situation I think that but nevertheless he needs to improve on the ball security uh, aspect of it I think he needs to improve uh, as do the Raiders offense that does the Raiders offense in, in, in a whole being better um, efficiently in the in the red zone they got better last year in the red zone but it resulted in um, more more uh, field goals than than they would have wanted as a, as a comparison to, to touchdowns so they need to score more touchdowns in that area but you know he's done his job uh, the fact of the matter is the Raiders Raiders haven't done right by Derek Carr for the for the vast majority of his career. The the roster, offensive whether it was a line. bad defense or a bad offensive line or no running game or no no uh, real you know weapons uh, you know uh, to throw to, it's always been something. But I think he has the most complete roster uh, that he's had since he's been here. Um, his play last year was a, as a top ten quarterback. Um, if he could duplicate that and maybe make some improvements, ball security uh, in the red zone, um, this offense to me has a chance to be even better than it was last year. Vinny, I, I know we're connecting on social media and we haven't talked about this directly, but you know, I'm I'm a COVID survivor. Like I had a very tough run with it, so I, I always ask, with the COVID nineteen protocols and everything that the NFL and NFLPA has enacted, uh, what has been the vibe with the with the Raiders? Is is it been strongly embraced? Is it is it a team that is that is understanding and is going to abide by everything or has there been a little bit of resistance as we've seen some fines come down specifically last season towards um well towards teams that weren't following the rules yeah i, I think that uh within the organization and i know i you know, talked to john gruden a lot about this and he's a survivor as well um they, they've they've done everything that they can to to try to be as you know uh, you know within the rules as, as possible. You're going to have some breakdowns. Um, some players are going to be not as diligent as they need to be, um, and that was the case last year uh, with uh, Trent Brown, um, you know, not wearing his monitor and and doing some some things that you know uh, uh, shouldn't have happened basically. And uh, I know the Raiders weren't happy about that. They were fined as a result of that. But but by and large, uh, I get the sense that they're you know uh, as diligent as anybody else there were a couple of breakdowns uh, but they've tried to uh, to correct all that what, what's going to be interesting um, is 
you know, where are they in terms of the vaccination? I've, I've heard good things um, about where the Raiders are uh, player-wise in terms of the vaccinations, but nobody's, you know, come out definitively to say how many players have or what the percentage is. Uh, but, you know, I think this is a, this is kind of important for, for fans and, and teams and everyone else to understand. There's going to be two different worlds uh, for, for players that are vaccinated and players that aren't vaccinated. Uh, you're, you're pretty much going to be able to do your normal routine as a vaccinated player, but as a non-vaccinated player, there's, you know, basically the same exact kind of rules as there were last year. Uh, so, you know, the NFL is not, they can't force anybody uh, to, to get vaccinated, at least when it comes to the players, but uh, they're sending a, a, a strong message that, hey, if you're not vaccinated, your whole world is going to be different than your teammates that are. So, It'll be interesting to see if that uh, motivates more players to get vaccinated or, um, you know, the teams that, that don't have good percentages, how is that going to affect, you know, their performance? Because it's certainly going to affect uh, their uh, their ability to, to prepare for games because you're going to have kind of a splintered situation. You're going to have some players that you can, you know, be full bore with and then other players that aren't going to be able to, to be there all the time and they're going to have restrictions on them. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out this year. Vinny, Brandon, and I are going to make the effort to come to Vegas to catch a game this year. We're going to make sure we catch up with you. Hey, are you going to have any of that tequila? I know you're always talking about that tequila. Do you have that? In, is that at the Embajador house? tequila, yes. There will be some Embajador tequila in play. I want to make sure we take advantage of that sponsor. That's for <laughs> sure. Vinny Bonsignor, thank you so very much for taking the time. Thank you so very much for all the content you create for the Raiders. You are one of my favorite people, and it is my favorite football team. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Vinny. What a good dude. What a pro. What a good dude. The program he does with Lincoln Kennedy is very good. Like Lincoln's a solid analyst. Yeah, and there's a lot of laughter on it. I like laughter in my sports. These guys do a good job. It's mandatory. There's so much Raiders gear around town. Oh, I mean, there's a lot more Broncos gear, but... You feel that way? Yeah. Oh, I don't. What? You, maybe you, the neighborhood... Uh, have the, you lived in Albuquerque? The neighborhood you live in, maybe. What? No, well, I'm I'm a Raiders house, but uh, more Bron- Raiders. Broncos, Broncos, uh, Cowboys. Did you just hear by tell? Broncos, Cowboys out here. No, the two favorite teams. I yeah. would say Cowboys, Raiders. Say yeah. Raiders over Broncos. I would I would I would put Raiders maybe in the top five. Like I would go Cowboys, Broncos. I've seen lots of Steeler fans. Oh, they're out gross. here. Yeah, that's gross. Uh, Packers fans. Oh, super gross. Van Nunley. Um, yeah, like I put Powell. Raiders like five. That's <laughs> I, th- I think they're two. Nah. I'm telling you, if we go to the farmer's market after this, we're going to see some Raiders jerseys. We go to the flea market after this, we're definitely going to see some Raiders jerseys. When we went, I saw Broncos jerseys. So, I'm just saying. What, do you just drop the mic? Is that what that was? Two mics. <laughs> Both hands. I want to talk a little bit more Olympics when we get back from the break. Uh, I know Lobo, Lobo's in the Olympics. Yeah, it's going to be good. Pretty cool. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon & Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports. <laughs> You get a bunch of new beds, Vital. I really like this. Yes, we did. Allison Chains. Rooster to me is the best Allison Chains hit. Yeah, that's the one. 
that's not a hot take. Everyone, I kind of feel like feels that way. Man in the box. This one's good. I'm a man in a box. Or is it the box? Or a box? I <laughs> <laughs> Iconic voice. So Lobo's in the Olympics? That's where we're going? All right, so you're telling me all week long on KOB.com. I've been tweeting about it all week. You've been tweeting about it. And I've done stories. But, okay. Uh, but we've done a lot of basketball and high school stories lately that are <clears throat> uh, crowding the, the webpage you're looking at right now. Okay, so I, got, I have the story up. Also, I see you guys are playing the Twitter feed of the New Mexico United who can't seem to buy a win recently. Boy, they've been starting really strong. Yeah, this last two got away from them. So tonight is a big, big match. For on the road tonight. On the road, at El Paso, heated rival. It's going to be a good one. Gladiators are at home tonight, too. Right. There's a lot of sports. Yeah, yeah, especially for early July. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a, a lot of fun this summer covering high school sports so so much later into the summer than we usually do. It's usually done by mid-May, and it wasn't done until the end of June. And uh, Isotopes, United, Gladiators are rocking and rolling yeah, with their season. Football season, training camp starts yeah, yeah. August 3rd. Um, caught up with Danny Gonzalez recently. Level basketballs making moves on their men's roster. The women's team's looking great for next year. Been at their practices recently. Yeah, lots of stuff to talk about now, Kirky. Gladiators are hosting the Northern Arizona Wranglers tonight. Games are with the right. Rio Rancho. Who they Vince beat and... on the road last time they played them? That is correct, yeah. yes. That was their last win? Yeah, because they, yeah, they caught two L's, kind of, a, kind of a bad beat to the Rattlers, which is also an Arizona team. And then... It was a uh, close one last week, right? Yeah, So and I was there. So I went to the game last a week. six-point game or something. Yeah, and it came down literally to the very end. Yeah, um, how exciting. So lost on the final play to the Frisco Fighters. Um, yeah, and then um, I think the most fun thing I've had uh, covering last two or three weeks is the Olympic trials. Uh, so many Lobos in the Olympic trials, and quite a few are heading to Tokyo. Courtney Freericks in the steeplechase, who is going for the second time. The what be- chase? Steeplechase. Like three, here's the church. Three, here's three, the people. Three thousand meter steeplechase. Uh, she's one of the best in the world. Got a chance to medal. We've got Josh Kerr going for the first time. Former and both Courtney and Josh, former NCAA champions with Lobo Track and Field, and uh, Josh will be competing in the fifteen hundred meters. Um, had the fastest time on American soil recently out in Portland. You were there. Uh, virtually, I watched oh. it virtually. Our buddy JJ Vasquez was uh, working that event, who's a friend of the show and one of my best friends of all time. Um, yeah, so Courtney Josh, the first two. Then we've got Adva Cohen, who's going in the also a 3,000 steeple chase for Israel. Django Lovett representing Canada in the high jump. That's four Lobos right there, just in track. Oh my God. And you've got a Lobo in. Andrea Howard, La Cueva grad, current Lobo softball player, Albuquerque native, competing with the Italian softball team and will make the team. I don't think it's been an official yet, but she's had the best stats of any player 
on that team in their European championship they've been competing in. So she's going to the Olympics. Just it's almost it's almost like a done deal for her, and that's going to be amazing to see her. She's a beast. So that's five Lobos off the top of the dome that are uh, Tokyo that 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 should be competing in Tokyo. And then Mike uh, reminded us Rachel Dinkoff from uh, New Mexico State. She's actually a volunteer assistant with track and field. She qualified in the women's discus. Uh, at the USA Olympic Trials. We are just... And is headed to Tokyo. That's pretty sweet. We're literally 20 days away. 20 days. Yeah. The Olympics kick off. Opening ceremonies would be the Friday the 23rd. Mariah Duran, an Albuquerque native, is competing in skateboarding. Now there's, it's, a, there's another one. Yeah, and that's not an Olympic sport yet, right? That's a, It's a... Whatever it's a... What is that called when they test it? probationary what's that called you know what i'm trying to come well, up well skateboarding i think is probationary softball is brought back yeah because it was an olympic sport yeah it took away for lack of competitiveness because oh, usa was dominating is yeah. that what it was yeah um so yeah new mexico will be well represented at this year's tokyo games is there is there a sport you fall in love with I wouldn't say fall in love with, but I definitely get Sprint. into some sports. And, yeah, track definitely being one of them. JJ, who I just mentioned, is the biggest track and field fan in the world. We grew up together, so I always watched the Olympics with him. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, swimming is definitely exciting to watch. I, I got into that, you know, the Michael Phelps era. Yeah, same. Got into that. He was a great story. People love gymnastics, women's. Gymnastics that's, that's is always where I'm fun. at. Can I, I don't get mad at gymnastics. Yeah, that's that's. I'm obsessed with it. I I watch the American team's amazing. Yeah, it won't even be close. The top four girls on the American team are better than the top four girls everywhere else in the world, which is a crazy thought. There's there's a couple other countries that are that are big powers too, but uh, yeah, Team USA's had a phenomenal run I, for so long. I watched six hours of the trials in st louis this past weekend so it was the they did the men's i didn't watch the men's i'll be real honest on KOB. on KOB. i watched on the youtube stream i'm a big fan of that mm-hmm. <laughs> so YouTube but, tv yes i love it but too. yeah the the team they put together um has just like a lot of excitement have you seen this jordan childs she is a spitball oh, yeah. i've seen how i've seen the highlights yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. her her enthusiasm is what the sport needs like you got the girl, you know she's gonna score well. Everyone's gonna score well. I love people who celebrate. Yeah, I love people who smile. Fun to watch. Yeah, embrace it. It's very WWE. Like, hey, here's my performance, literally on apparatus or whatever. But I'm gonna put it over outside of that. But anyways, I fall in love with it. The swimming I enjoy too. But women's gymnastics, I won't. I won't miss a single event. I don't miss the opening ceremonies. But outside of that, it's a pretty well watched part yeah. of it. Yeah, men's basketball is kind of falling off, right? What? No, you they're, they're going to have a squad. Yeah, I'll definitely watch them this year. They're going to have a really good squad. Vital, do you tune in as much to the basketball as as like years past? Years past when you knew it was going to be a blowout, and you were just watching like literally. I mean, well, the, t- the, fr- well, the first dream team that was fun to watch because you're right, it blew the doors off everybody. Yeah. Like yeah. Spain will do well this well, year. Well, and like the, the way uh, yeah. 
um, in years past, I feel like the last few Olympics, the time zone stuff is always tricky. Good point. And like the early rounds, they don't necessarily yeah. get the time, the prime time slots. Whereas like the medal round, that's where uh, they strategically will air at a more favorable time for the states. So yeah, I mean Tokyo, that's a I don't know the time difference exactly. I got it right here. It's, it's tricky. It's currently one thirty in the morning tomorrow in yeah. Tokyo. Right. So fourteen hours ahead. That's a lot. I'm crazy. They're in the future. Yeah, they're in the future. Wow. It's the Olympics are only nineteen days away in Tokyo. Yes. Well played. Let's grab a break. I do want to talk Gwen Berry briefly when we get back. Dame Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon & Boots. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. A lot of Olympics on the program this morning. But we only do it, what, like once every four years? So we're due. Almost five for this one. Good point. Foo Fighters. Is that what this is? DOA. What does that mean? It's the name of the song. Foo Fighters, DOA. 2005. Vital, when I say Tommy Smith and John Carlos, what is that? How does that resonate with you? How do those two names resonate? The uh, 1968 Mexico City Olympics where they had the black power sign in solidarity for you know, African-Americans in America and their plight. Civil rights. Big movement. Big movement. Yeah. Biggest stage of them all. I got goosebumps. Literally talking about it right now. I just got goosebumps. Fighting for equality. Yeah. With the stage that they work so very hard to achieve, Tommy Smith, gold medalist, John Carlos, bronze medalist, Held up in solidarity, well, with each other, but also African-Americans as a whole, their fist to protest oppression. I mean, bottom line. Oh, how the winds have changed, I guess. As Gwen Berry this past weekend, two weekends ago? This past weekend. Recently, yeah. In Eugene. Yeah, at the Olympic the, trials. At the Olympic trials. She's a hammer thrower. Are you familiar with the hammer throw? Yeah, I've heard okay. of it. So she places third to qualify for the Olympic team. Love that. Love it. Then, and by the way, she's very politically outspoken. By the way, she's from my neighborhood of St. Louis, Missouri. By the way, we went to the same college in Southern Illinois. She's on the podium, and she had an understanding the national anthem was going to be played before she went to the podium. It was not. She believes she was set up by the United States Olympic Committee. And they played it while she was on the podium, knowing her strong political stance and using that platform as a voice for equality and a voice against racism. Yeah, she did not want to be present for the oh. national anthem. I don't know, like, logistically... Um, how that was supposed to work with her being recognized and also the anthem playing? Because, like, don't they announce all three, then the anthem is played? Is so, that how it normally works? The way it was presented and the way it was 
reported in like the minutes. Like if yeah. you, you know when you do like a production, there's a uh, yeah. What's that called? Rundown. Yeah, rundown. Right. The example is um, Star Sangle Banner at 4:20 p.m. Metal presentation at 4:25. Okay. That's how it was presented to her. Okay. So she claims. Because, yeah, again, she doesn't. She didn't want to be present for it. Right. And to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. She's never claimed to hate the United States. She claims to hate systematic racism. Right. And by the way, it's very difficult for a listener to understand where she's coming from. But I am from St. Louis, Missouri. Like, I get it. Like there is a segregation there, there is a, there is a not just an undertone of racism. Or there is a. It's t- not just systemic. No, it is. I mean, it's it's absolutely systemic, but it's not just that. It's not just no. That. Yeah, she grew up in a little town called Florissant, which is right outside Ferguson, which is if you recall where Mike Brown was killed. I was on the radio at that time. It was just absolutely brutal. They burned the city to the ground by they. I mean, people who were outraged. Right. So, so uh, I feel like we're bringing her up today, Gwen Berry, because the reaction, the reaction to what she, to her, so the reaction to her reaction of the of the anthem being played and her uh, not wanting to be there and turning away from the flag and uh, is that, that's what she did, right? She just turned away from the flag. It's not like she knelt or or anything like that. She stood up and she just turned away from the Correct. flag. So the reaction, there's been a lot of negative reactions. What? And, you know, my whole thing with this is people obviously still, there's a lot of people still that get bugged by the kneeling and get bugged by any protest of the anthem. There's still a lot of people that just don't understand why Colin Kaepernick started doing that and a lot of people followed his lead and why someone like Gwen Berry is turning away. There's still a lot of people that are not listening to the reasons. Yeah. It's, it's insert your own narrative. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately these people have like a large following, like the people that are so like adamantly against it. Yeah. Which by the way, I am not, I am speak your truth. The thing you believe, if you have a platform to express it, do that thing. Which is why I'm not mad at, like, Senator Tom Cotton, or I'm not mad at Dan Crenshaw from Texas, or I'm not mad at Hannity. Although, I think it's asinine to protest someone's protest. Mm-hmm. That infuriates me. Yeah. And, it, and um, I'm just going to say it. It's always the black athletes that are getting chastised for it. There's plenty of white athletes. Yeah. that have done protests of this nature, that have followed in the lead of a Colin Kaepernick, have knelt and protested. But it's the black athletes that are getting just massacred in, 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 in media for doing this. And they're not being listened to. The message isn't getting across to, to a lot of people. Yeah, it's a thing. Have you seen it in person, like an athlete... Yeah, protest. Yeah. So the first one I saw, but like, but it's like subtle. Like I, I mainly go to the high school events out here, and the professional or college events I've been to, I haven't seen a, a kneel or or a, anything like a loud protest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen like subtle. I've seen subtle stuff. Um, but I mean, gosh, it's been years now since Kaepernick knelt and. 
a lot of people have done it since then and i think i think there's a there's a a lot of the masses that have accepted it and that that have listened to the reasons and and understand what's going on but there's way too many that don't understand it in 2014 when mike brown was shot to death in ferguson missouri the st louis rams were still in st louis and the the wide receiver core came out in solidarity mm-hmm. um and that was like the first like sports protest i remember yeah, this is years before that, Kaepernick. Yeah, that that I was like, okay, here's an impact. Here's a mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I saw it in person when the United went to Colorado Springs last year during mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, and that was like very powerful for me. Yeah, and I, th- I'm in support of people who support equality. I'm in support of people who support fair opportunity. I'm, and I'm in, and I'm fully in support of people that are against racism. Same, right. I guess I'm saying here on the radio, which is ironic because the thing I'm chastising is actually what I'm doing, is I'm very much oppo people who try to create obstacles for people to create what they believe to be is their most happy life, what they believe to be their most successful life, what they believe to be their most wholesome life. And if Gwen Berry believes through the platform she has, through her abilities, that this is the best avenue for her truth. I cannot accept anyone who condone or who condemns that. That to me is infuriating, mm-hmm. and I'm infuriated. Well, and just start, just not listening to the message. No. Yeah. Here it's, bottom, it's the bottom line. Like, let's just listen. Let's listen. Let's let's hear, let's hear these people out that are protesting. Dan Crenshaw says, "Quote: We don't need any more activist athletes." I tell you what, Dan. <laughs> I think we need a lot more. <laughs> Humanity. Backwards thing I've ever heard. We don't need any more activists. We need more activists. We need more activists. Everything. Yeah. We need more activists. Mailmen. We need more activists. Checkout. We need people trying to make change. Yes. Yeah. We need more activists. Business owners. We need more Mm -hmm. activists. Political everything. We need more. Yeah. Because you're going to get exploited as much as you allow yourself to be exploited. Like if uh, there was a tragedy in Miami. Uh, last week, right? Right now... Yeah, the building collapsed. The building collapsed. And right now, Miami, the state of Florida, and the U.S. government is going through all of Miami and checking everything. They're checking all the condos. They're checking all the apartment complexes. They're checking the bridges. It's, uh... And they're shutting stuff down now. Oh, you mean inspecting? Yeah, they're inspecting. I, okay, I understand. Yeah, they're like, you got to get out. Yeah. Because for so long, if you don't put the effort into making sure that you're in a safe environment... It's yeah. going to collapse. Right. And I know that's a hard, tough analogy because a lot of people suffered, but that's a very fair analogy. Ooh. Winberry will throw the hammer at the Olympics for the United States of America, and I will watch it. I would not have watched hammer throw otherwise. More importantly, I'm just going to listen to what she's, what she's talking about. I want to I know what she has to say. And I'm not going to let any form of protest of the anthem affect my ability to listen you know that's so at the end of the day it's what the most important thing for the media to do is uh is listen to what anyone has to say about these topics yeah it's not hard just listen 
Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing again with I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown in Bourbon Boots. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. What a good show today. Big thanks to J.J. Buck, who sat in with us for the first hour. Two hours. I'm an idiot. Two hours. Don't be nice to my my buddy Fred. Don't don't be like that. I do dumb stuff. Van was not here today. He was enjoying the Fourth of July with his family in Flagstaff, yeah. Arizona. Shout out to the Nunleys. That's a good family. Yeah, it's a quality family. Big thank you to Vinny Bonsignor who joined us. Talk to Raiders. I like that you ask the on-field questions. I always ask the off-field questions. Because that's the part of sport that I love. Yeah. Good balance. Good balance. Same with the Topes. Same with the Topes. Joe Traub. Shout out to Joe. Seems like a very nice dude. <laughs> he really is. Shoot me yeah. shoot me over his number, I and yeah. I will connect with him at the game, and I'd like to shake his hand. Yeah. Good call. Oh, uh, media uh, dinner is back. Oh, okay. Yeah. They are serving media. <laughs> For those that don't know, when, when media... In years past, we go to Isotopes games. They'd have a little hospitality, a nice hospitality yeah. spread for us to grub on. So, because we can't to make it easier on on us uh, going to a game and not having to go get another meal somewhere else, we could just eat and uh, and work the game. And they weren't able to do that up until recently because of COVID. And uh, they're they're serving up the media now, so that's pretty sweet. Love that. We uh, we enjoy it a you lot. Know, I eat that tri tip a lot, and it gives us an, an, a whole another excuse to go up and uh, hang with the Isotopes. Uh, front office and media and you got a good press they're, they're, box. They're, they're a great bunch to hang out with yeah i like i like their press box got a good press it has the best view in the in the whole um stadium yeah. above home plate and you could see the whole stadium be at the game tonight going as a fan though uh 635 first pitch. yeah yeah taking the misses nice and you can hear the game right here on 610 the sports animal 95.9 that's why mike's best in the biz I love watching. I mean, if there's any sport I like listening to on the radio, baseball's the Same. best. Yeah, Sushan does right. an I mean, awesome job. I mean, football's good, but when it comes to what's the best game, do you, do you, you know, you hear on the radio, it's yeah. got to be baseball. Yeah, Josh uh, is a great play-by-play, and uh, it's mic'd very well. You can hear the atmosphere yeah. of the ballpark, and uh, should be a good one tonight. He's, yeah, he's a great baseball announcer. Today's I nine varsity. Is the varsity of celebrating the 4th of July. How do you yeah. do it? Activities on the 4th. Activities, I'm going to start with wiffle ball. Love I, that. Oh, I used love to, that. Yeah, I used to go to my cousins, Scott and Jen's, Uncle George and Kiki. They were the uh, the headquarters of 4th of July for the longest yeah. time, and we always played wiffle ball in front of their garage door. We'd make a little, <laughs> we'd make a little square That's as the, uh, the strike zone. Love that. And uh, my Any uncle. duct tape on the uh, wiffle ball? Oh, doctor the ball? Um, No, I don't think we did. You can do some stuff with it. I, no. I for years, ran a wiffle ball league in St. Louis, Missouri, and we played by the golden stick rules, and there's like a, like a whole strike zone. Actually, you know what? We should do it here. Okay. That's the thing we're going to create. We're going to have a little wiffle ball outing. Yeah, I wonder why ball. they don't have. It's not prominent here. I don't see yeah, it. The New Mexico games? Uh, should be. You know, as the director of the New Mexico Games, that's the thing I'd be able to pull off. Nice. By the way, inside baseball for the listener, uh, we just added axe throwing, which is insanely fun. We just added cornhole, which is insanely fun. And we're meeting next week about adding disc golf. 
So the New Mexico games are are really blowing it Al- up. Albuquerque's going to love that. Yeah, it's a great disc golf community. Today's I nine varsity July fourth activities contact I nine five zero five three one two forty nine ninety nine. Get your kids out. Get them playing. So I'm in on your wiffle ball. Okay. Okay. I'm going. Obviously, I'm going to a baseball game. Yeah. So that is on my list. Right. Baseball game. Um. But also, how you feel about a little pool party? Yeah. Pool water, parties are very water, good. Water and Fourth of July go together very well. Whether it's dipping in the pool or or um, putting out the the firework that got a little out of control. So I think the fireworks is the everyone's number one for the Fourth of July. Yeah. Yeah. That's easy. I um I gotta say I prefer to sit on in my backyard or my front porch and just watch the neighborhood go nuts. Um, not a big. I'm not really big on lighting them myself. Yeah. I don't really like doing it. I got to be honest. But I love watching. Me and the me and the girlfriend and I are going to go to the baseball game, and then after we watch the fireworks at Isotopes Park. Yeah, uh, fireworks tonight and tomorrow. And tomorrow. Third and the fourth. Yeah, so that's that's awesome. They they have a great fireworks. It's show. very good. Yeah. And then we are going to drive to the top of the mountain after yeah. the game. Oh, the top of the mountain. The top of the mountain. Oh. And then we're going to watch all the neighborhood fireworks that's, go off. That's an idea. From the top of the mountain. I like oh. the Albuquerque firearms at midnight. Vital. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds. Yeah, have you ever heard it? it? Sounds crazy. It's just one after another, man. Fireworks galore. The next two days, my my neighborhoods had fireworks all week. Same. Yeah. You know what? I when you picked me up. Yeah. We had there was fireworks going off at eight. Yeah, it wasn't even quite dark 8, yet. Eight p.m. You ever go camping on the Fourth of July? That to me is no, one. No, I do. I I went camping every summer. It was never on the Fourth. That was a separate deal. We'd go like in August. Yeah, I get a little cooler or a little hotter. Yeah, California, you never know. Yeah, I'm big on the barbecue. Obviously, most people are. Yeah, uh, yeah. last year I believe I sat in for the Fourth of July, and uh, we talked about foods. Yeah, lots of different Fourth uh, of July. And I think people will be like. Phase. Obviously, you're excited. It's the birthday of America, mm-hmm. celebrating our independence. But this is the post-COVID one. Yeah, like this, all, this one's gonna gonna go hard. All these things, the first thing post-COVID, yeah, they feel like a bigger deal. Yeah, well, like we were hanging out in downtown Albuquerque last night, and went to a little were, art walk. There yeah. were lines everywhere to go into every restaurant, every yeah bar, every every establishment had a. Had big lines and, and good for them. We pop- it, It's great to see them, uh, their businesses, you know, booming a little bit. Vital, we popped down last night to Bourbon and Boots downtown, sponsor of the show, and and they were getting people in pretty quick. People were coming in and having a good time, but Brandon really wanted to go to FX for reasons. Nice. And the line was down the block, and he saw why big, big, biggest line, yeah, downtown. Yeah, it was impressive. <laughs> but Art Walk had, had turned out last night, which was cool. Yeah. First Friday of every month. They do such a very good job with that. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's a return to normality. Like July 1st, it was open. Yeah. And there's like, I've, I've seen mixed reviews on the social media about how people are accepting the opening. Yeah. But I'm telling you, everything I've seen in person is yeah. enthusiasm. I, I, I will say, because uh, I'm going out of the country for vacation very soon, and Seeing that last night is actually making me feel way more comfortable mm-hmm. about going to another country and and being in some big crowds and uh, you know just exposing myself in a way you know I haven't exposed myself yeah uh, in, in, in 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 another environment I've never been to I've never been to where I'm going and uh, 
not going to have to wear a mask a yeah. whole lot. Well, the plane you so, will. Still the plane. Uh, they require it. Yeah. yeah so, uh, and, you know, is what it is. Um, happy to do it. But, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely feeling more normal. By the time you, st- you staying in for the holiday or you going out? Uh, I'm going to stay in. Okay. Well, there you go. I'm going to do baseball and fireworks on two nights, which I love. You have to work. KLB, you got big stories this Sunday, week? Sunday. Sunday. Um, Jalen Bates recently committed to UNM women's basketball, the point guard of Volcano Vista, one of the best shooters in Ever. the state. We'll, we'll go down as one of the best shooters in high school, New Mexico high school history. Uh, one of the best three-point shooters I've ever seen. Um, yeah, got a story with her on Sunday. Did you talk about her using her likeness? Uh, high school level is not there yet. Well, she but, will be uh, in college, though. She will be in college, but she's still two years away from Oh, her. my mistake. She's going to be a senior. She's going to be a senior. Okay. Going to be a senior this year. So, Any final words before we go? Uh, had a great time, buddy. Thanks oh, for having me. really appreciate that. Vital, anything? Happy 4th, guys. Good job, everyone. GG.